Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Season 2 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. I started to turn on. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of my Lifetime Movie Podcast. My guest is Ben Mandelker. Yeah, you said it right. From Watch What Crappens. You guys know who he is. If you're listening to this, you know who he is. Oh, thank you. They definitely do. Like awesome when now. Ronnie comes on, it's like, oh my God, you got Julia Roberts to do your podcast. <laughs> like people love Ronnie. So they obviously Does that make love me Sandra you. Bullock? I think so. I hope so. Um, so anyway, but you could like, they, how many Oscars did Julia Roberts won? Um, I think one for acting. Okay. I don't know if she has any weird producing ones up her sleeve. Okay. So one and one, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I just didn't want him to have more awards than you. Yeah. So the movie we watched today is called Revenge Porn. And I was explaining mm-hmm. to you before we did this that I want season two to feel a little bit different than season one felt. And that right. we covered i think a lot of different movies i think that there was a lot of like curveballs in there like grumpy cat's christmas and Mm. then even doing twisted desire which wasn't technically a lifetime movie but it it runs on lmn and is a a just like i think a really fucking twisted movie um with nostalgia in it and everything i tried to stay away from doing too many of the biggest hits like death of a cheerleader i won't even touch mother may i sleep with podcast or mother may i sleep with danger for a while right no you shouldn't i feel like that's like the last podcast we ever do yeah yeah that's that is the series finale that's the one that everyone's waiting for exactly and so we started with season two with Britney ever after which I felt was a solid start Mm -hmm. but there were some things that I wanted to hit this season that were different one of them being I wanted to do more uh some newer movies yes because those are the ones that I feel like people who are just getting into lifetime are starting to see right they're gateway lifetime movies two I wanted to explore new themes because while we you know we can they're very thematically similar. A lot of these movies, like mm-hmm. main thing is that the woman is going to be a victim always. Right. It's television for women. Yes. Um, but like, you know, it's eating disorders or abusive husband or, mm-hmm. um, murderer husband right. or technology is bad. Technology is bad it's, is a big one. Yeah. Um, or just like, this is a diva who was done wrong. That's yes. also a big one too. Yeah, yeah. Or like I actually 
um, team Jody Arias. Like I oh, okay. like they right. managed they have managed to flip me they that much. Like you, I think Jody okay. Joni was in the Jody was in the right. Uh-huh. And like Travis fucking instigated her. You know, uh, so I, I I'm ashamed <laughs> to say I did not watch the Jody Arias movie on Lifetime. I mean, I'm familiar with the Ronnie case. watched it with me. Okay, so I I maybe I'm still of the unenlightened. Folk. Yeah. Um uh, I, I'm, I'm usually when I, I, I have a hard time flipping my opinion. I'm, I, I'm, I can, I can, for instance, I still believe that Bobby Brown was bad for Whitney, despite what the movie seemed to suggest. Okay. Yeah. You no, know? I agree with you. Know? you. Yeah. Like, I don't think he was the saint. So, so it's, it's hard. Um, but I would be open-minded if, if I saw the Jodi Arias story, I would be open to, to switching sides. You know, I've just done a lot of thinking on it and yeah. I really feel that she, was obviously crazy and that this guy could not stop instigating her. He was poking a bear and I'm not saying that he deserved to die, but I am saying that he continued to let someone in his life over and over again that was toxic to him. And that is the definition of insanity, my friend. Yeah. But you keep doing the same thing and hoping for a different result. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was in Arizona, right? She was the, cause Casey, Casey, what's her face was Florida, right? Of the, I I, I associate them together for some reason. Uh, no, you should. I mean, it's all of, like kind of the same. Jody of the killed same her world. boyfriend. She killed her like fuck buddy. Like she thought mm. he was her boyfriend, but like he really was just like he had his sights on someone else. He's Mormon. Well, I mean, you know, you can't do that to a woman. Yeah. To so, anyone really. And she's also from Palm Desert, which like to me, well, it's just mm-hmm. like that. It says it all. Like, I mean, I was just there yesterday in Palm Desert and uh, I think that's. That's a strong indictment. I wanted to write a sitcom like in the dead of Joshua Tree or even in yeah. 29 Palms because it's just like no one lives there except That's, for drug addicts yes. or like weirdos. I, I'm telling you, I, I was literally just there. I was just saying this before the podcast unless it somehow makes it on the podcast and, and you've already heard it. I literally went into that area yesterday. I went yeah. to the Integratron, which is a crazy dome in the middle of Joshua Tree that was built by a man who had made contact with other men from yes. Venus, according to lore. And uh, on the drive up there, I was driving through the high desert. And, and the reason why I was going there was because I'm working on like a TV thing that's going to take place in the high desert in that area. So it's very funny that you say that. And it's crazy up there. It's absolutely crazy. And I, I actually also emerged with a lamp. So, oh, yeah. No, know. and that's the other thing, too, is there's great antiquing out there. Weird, great antiquing. But then you go to a bar to get like a Tecate and a bag of Fritos, which is like that is standard yeah. bar fare. And like there's two crackheads, like a serious alcoholic, and then maybe his daughter there to pick him up. Exactly. Like and that. Then, and there's just... like a random French restaurant in the middle of nowhere called La, La Coupine, Copine, or something like that. And you're yeah. Thinking, Why is there a French restaurant in the middle of nowhere near a sound bath dome? I mean, it's rough to grow up in Palm Desert. It's it is rough. It is rough. So, um this movie has something that lifetime movies I've noticed often have. We saw it with His Secret Family, for example, and I believe Starving in Suburbia, mm. but it has two names that it goes by. Okay. So, Revenge Porn and then um when I was looking it up illegally today on my Jailbroken Fire Stick, can I say that? Because uh, I also bought it on iTunes, or you can join the Lifetime Movie Club if you want to watch it. Just lifetimemovieclub.com/slash/malls, and you get a free month of it. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I was looking it up on my jailbroken and fire stick because I wanted to watch it on my television today. I haven't figured out how to stream. Whatever. Long story short, 
on my TV when I was getting it illegally. It was called My Daughter's Disgrace. Wow. Totally different, like, theme. You know, and they, they're they actually both excellent names because one is just, like, right to the point. Point You just you want to see what this is about, revenge porn. If you see that in your DirecTV guide yeah. amongst the various things happening and you see revenge porn, you're just going to go right to that. You need to know what's happening there. Yes, 100%. My, my daughter's disgrace, though, paints a picture, though, and that's what I like about that one. Well, I think that it really makes the... Why? Well, oh, it was the original title. That's what it's saying on IMDb. I think disgrace as a word is that you have to have like all the nuanced definitions of what that word means mm-hmm. because otherwise people might just look at it and be like that time she disgraced herself. Like yeah. it almost lands on the victim where revenge yes. porn is like this was an act of revenge. Exactly. Revenge porn is a little bit more visceral and my daughter's disgrace it doesn't really clue you into what's really happening. It Especially, could be any yeah. number of disgraceful things. Especially like on, I mean. She could have beat her pants. It could well, have been a movie about beating her pants. Some, a disgraceful that. thing was done to her. As opposed yes. to like my daughter and six of her friends got together and decided they were going to have babies in high school. Right. Pregnancy pack style. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is also uh, my daughter's disgrace implies that the parents are extremely disappointed. Mm-hmm. And you know we don't see a lot of we we have in this movie very understanding parents very few moments and i don't think they ever even said disgrace so let's i basically felt that this entire first top of this movie was you guys are too smart for this for me to just like go go through this beat by beat to a certain extent so i will just break it down i wrote the entire part of this movie is generally generally worth skipping so it's about a suburban family right upper middle class the yes. mom is named elaine the mom is played by elizabeth rome rome okay on order so you know who she is so i Vaguely. did not know now she is from um i guess she was an american hustled she's on jane the virgin hawaii 50 uh she's someone who when i heard the name i was like i recognized the name and then i had to go on imdb and then i saw i was like oh yeah because i never really was a uh, a law and order watcher but i would i i recognize her face she was on the client list the tv series oh another lifetime jam csi yeah. miami always mm-hmm. good heroes I'm surprised that she was in American Hustle. I don't remember her in it. And it's because that was only like three or four years ago. Who directed that though? Isn't that one of those? David O. Russell, I believe. Yeah, David O. Russell like loves like making someone who has one line feel like they did something with their lives. That's true. Um, Where is American Hustle on here? It was. She played Dolly Polito. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I don't know. I fell asleep during that movie. No offense. Either way, I think she put in a strong showing here. I actually liked her performance. Uh, I liked it a lot. She had a strong scarf game. And so for those who listen to, um, I want to just also say that her first role ever was One Life to Live, which is, is that what Eileen is on? uh, Eileen is on Days of Our Lives. Well, she's on Young and the Restless, but she was on Days of Our Lives. Okay. And then she did Fantasy Island. Okay. Okay. But she did great. And for those of you who need some sort of reference, like she was Marsha Gay Harden in She's Too Young, except she was like everything that a parent should actually be and what you right. would actually want in a mom. She's very supportive mom. She is, uh, you know, she was sort of like a... Um, a mama bear. She's protective. Mm-hmm. And yet she's sort of like a cool mom. She's like casual, walks around barefoot, you know, serving well, nice like, dinners. The other thing too, is that with a lot of these moms we've had, it's like, there's no 
protection of the daughter like you know in a lot of these movies like we've had like you know a kid wind up with an std or a kid get raped at college and the mom's kind of like like a little bit put out by it like a little bit annoyed it's usually it's usually the absentee mother yeah whether emotionally mentally or physically not my baby yeah yeah exactly not my baby here's the thing i thought this was going to be the story mainly of a girl dealing with revenge porn but it really was the story about a mother fighting for her daughter i mean surprising right right because you would think so lifetime is pretty on, on on you know they are on the nose with their their lessons you know like if you ignore your daughter she could wind up in a situation like this you know like so i thought revenge porn was going to be this girl who meets a a guy she shouldn't be she shouldn't be talking to and because the mom's not paying close enough attention the daughter gets into a an adult situation and then it gets put against her and now this daughter is going spiraling down this hellhole of revenge porn and suicidal thoughts and the mom is just not there for her. Yeah, I but wish she had more all. suicidal thoughts though. That like, was actually she kind of was together. I thought it was going to go that way. You know, the th- for sure. The emotional swings in this movie were actually pretty astounding. It was like one scene, you know, this girl would be crying like, "Why is this happening to me?" Yeah. And the mother would say, "Listen, you just have to push through." Or the dad would say that. They Fight both back. would say that. Yeah. And the next scene, they'd be like taking a great walk. Like the daughter has like, "You know what? It's all good. Let's take this great walk. What a great day. What a great fall day." And then like like 10 million flyers would come blowing down through the wind and she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, you know, it was like, is this hysterical cry? It reminded me of being a teenager. And by the way, it was, we do have a lifetime scale. Like we did get some of the big cries that you look for in a lifetime movie from this actress. Um, who her name is Peyton Harris in the movie? How would you pronounce this? Tierra Scovby. I would How name would... it Tierra Scovby. Yeah. So she has uh, starred in the Saved by the Bell unauthorized story as Jesse Spano. Wow. She's also now a series regular on Riverdale, Polly Cooper, which is gigantic. Yeah. Um, she's on Arrow. She's on. I thought she actually did, believe it or not. I actually thought she and Elizabeth Rome did a nice job. I think that they were better than their roles. I think they elevated the content because I do think it was probably pretty hard. I mean that there was that uh, turn where it was like, we are going to call godaddy.com and get this taken down. We got it taken down triumph. Everything's working out all right. And then guess what? Yeah. It's back up. Get the tears going. That's, mm-hmm. There's some hairpin emotional turns there that they had to navigate, and I think they did that well. I think so, too. And uh, one thing I want to point out, too, is that much like many of the actors in this movie, she is Canadian. Mm. And yes, she has something, to her that I really like because she's a good actress, right? And yeah. We rarely get this combo. I want to read something from her IMDb bio. It says, given her natural beauty, Tierra was scouted by an international modeling agency in 2008, having just turned 13 years old. Wow. She has since modeled in a string of campaigns for various designers and photographers, and it's taken her around the globe, including North America, Asia, and Europe. She has also had fashion editorials in several magazines, including Elle Canada, Wedding Bells, Plaid, Chloe, and Elle China. Wow. I love that. Well, she was very pretty. I understand why someone would want to hack into her computer and take her photos. Take her nudes. Okay. Take her nudes. Although, it's funny that this is called revenge porn because it was more like revenge 
like gentle frolic. I mean, you know? it really was. It was so innocent, which was, is why I think also the parents were so forgiving because like it just was so. So then we have dad too, and he's the last yeah. member of the family we'll go over before we get further yeah, I'd like into to hear the what movie. His story. I actually did not look him up. So David Lewis is his name. He was born and raised in Vancouver, another uh, Canadian boy. We have... Um, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. He's done okay. a lot of Girlfriend's oh, Guide. Some Bravo. That's, that's into Bravo. my world. Yeah, exactly. I did that on purpose. That's why Thank you're you. here. Thank you. Um, we have his very first role ever. It's probably gonna be something Canadian, dude. This man has worked like a are, lot. Yeah, he is. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Mal's scroll through, and it's like the credits just never stop. Dude, like, wait. In 2006, this guy literally has. He has 11. He had 11 jobs in 2008. He's a working actor. Like Kyle X Y, like that was a show. Was, so. Good for him. Like, he's worked. He's just a journeyman. He he's really worked. And he gets that paycheck. I actually thought he was Australian mm-hmm. because there were there were a few times where I think the actors were trying to hide their Canadian accent mm-hmm. and the weird noises that they made sort of read like Australian. Yes. Australian hiding it. Like, there were a few times where some of the actors, Canadian actors, would say bean instead of like, I've oh, been yeah. here. They'd be like, I've been here. I think that's what made <laughs> me pick up on it at first myself. Yeah. Especially that principal, I'll tell you, that, that school principal. Oh She's yeah, like, I've been in your shoes. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah. it's rough. But like, okay, so here's my thing: is that like David Lewis is a fucking working actor. Yeah. Like he is working. Like I, this is he's one of those people that just like you know must know his face. If, isn't there that documentary like that guy from that thing or something? It's Pro- called. Well, there's there's sort of like I'm sure there's an equivalent to like what is it? Twenty feet from stardom, five feet from stardom. Yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's so, someone. So he's anyway, probably filming something right now with like Richard Kind. Totally. You know. Totally. Like I feel like he has he he doesn't Ernie do Hudson. under fives, but mm-hmm. like I feel like he is like he can be a cop that is like minorly important. He could be like a an, a DA 100%. or an assistant DA, DA who's been assigned to help. You know, a Brad Renfro. It's type. hard to see him play a bad guy, though, because he is such a goofball that it's hard to. If he was to play a bad guy, I don't think he could really play. He could it be off. like a bad scientist for sure. Maybe he's I mean, like the I smarmy scientist range. who is like, "This is experiments can happen regardless of what they're telling me." So Peyton is a beautiful senior girl. She's just gotten into a big school. Uh, I'm the assuming big, the big school called Dunforth. And excuse me, now I am a Dartmouth grad, so yes. I couldn't help but be a little flattered that they were doing a non-licensed um, reference to my school. No one ever does like a fake Boston college <laughs> ever. Well, it was weird that they, there were to one person, they're like, oh, did you hear back from Stanford? But then for this college, they're like, oh, Dunforth. And you could tell that the reason why they did that is because they didn't want Dartmouth to be like, hey, can you maybe like not use our name yeah, in this like, movie? We about don't new- get hacked into easily, so please don't cast us in that light. Exactly. So... Um, she is in her room. She just takes some like harmless photos with her boobs covered. There's, um, a website up that's about plastic surgery consultations. Right. So it's very obvious that she's just doing some consultation photos and right. then she has some fun with it. She and- has some fun, uh, because who wouldn't have some fun thinking about what their life would be like if their Especially bodies with were that better. Body. But you know what though? It's also lifetime is, is quietly establishing a theme here, which is, if you try to change what nature gave you, bad things are going to happen. That is true. That's what that's what was subtly happening there. She should have been happy with her actually very perfect body already. And she wasn't. And, you know, 
revenge porn. And this whole thing is intercut with a hacker somewhere working actively on a screen of code that just disappears immediately. Yeah. We're mine doesn't line up with the story to be honest. Well, well we do find out whose fingers those belong to, but that, but But it's, it's, it's it's, at that moment you think maybe someone is developing an app at the same time. Yes, exactly. So Peyton's parents are basically obsessed with her, which is very rare in a lifetime movie. There's always a parent that's just like a little, little bit like discouraging even if their daughter's yeah. never done anything wrong yeah uh Peyton goes to a party that night she makes out with the hottest guy in school people are all paying right. attention to her finally because she's gotten into done forth and then she yes. goes to her friend Audrey like oh wait Audrey I'm so sorry I, I forgot to ask did you get into done forth <laughs> I was like fuck you Peyton I was like Peyton. fuck you like on top of that being such a passive aggressive question it also shows your complete disregard for your little Fran Drescher friend. I mean, that's exact oh, Fran Drescher friend. I know what I, she honestly reminded me of. What's her face on um, Orange Is the New Black? The one who uh, always has her red lipstick on. You know, Moreno or something. You know what's who her I think name? Is, you know who I think she even looks more like? She looks like that friend from Mad About You. Oh shit! Wow, you, know? you just took me on a journey. Like, yeah. you know what? I don't remember her name or the actress's name, no, but that not woman. No, all. But I know that woman. That woman. That's what she looks like—a little version that of that woman. woman. <laughs> that woman. So Audrey apparently did not get in, but she's been no. waitlisted. Payne's yeah. like, "It's okay, you're gonna get in." So <laughs> yeah. um, now let me talk to some popular people. Yes. So the week after the party, the images that Peyton took in her room have gone wide. They have mm-hmm. been posted to a popular revenge uh, porn site. Like roughly like a few days after the party, mm-hmm. they're talking about how Peyton is like now popular. Yes. Because not yeah, only is the popular guy giving her a kiss, mm-hmm. but um, it's very like it's a very like kind of loaded dynamic between Audrey and Peyton now. Right. It's like. It's funny because, you know, after all these years, suddenly you're popular, but I'm still like the one in the weird little blazer that no one's talking to. And you got into a good school and I didn't. And like, isn't that strange? But Peyton doesn't get it. She's like, well, I mean, who cares? You know, it's the end of school. Like, Like, I don't care. You know, I'm still your friend, even though I didn't ask you about college. So this is the audio between the two of them that takes place. It's a little bit weird and you can kind of just see their dynamic of like what popularity means to them, which by the way, this is a little bit late into senior year to still be caring about popularity. Yeah. I mean, you never know. So I mean, someone like Audrey might care about that a lot because she obviously has a few chips on her shoulder. Like what the fuck else does she have going on? She did say like, I was thinking about taking that gap year and like, Peyton was like, no, why would you do that? And I'm like, Malia Obama is taking a fucking gap year. Like, you just take a gap year. Like, that's a very smart thing But at the same time, do. it's like, Audrey, you know what? Malia Obama's taking a gap year. You're no Malia Obama. I Get know. to school. I know, seriously. Like, to do a <laughs> junior college ways. something. It cuts both ways. Okay, so this is a conversation between Audrey and Peyton in uh, Peyton's room right before they go out. Here's one. You're all over social media. Check it out. You're a dance machine. Everyone's talking about you and Dominic. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, movie? Absolutely. You know, I never knew you had it in you, wild thing. (laughs) Just overnight, you scored serious points with the in-crowd. Yeah, just in time to graduate, right? I guess I was repressing my inner party girl for far too long. (laughs) Okay, give me five. I'm just gonna touch up. So fucking tall, perfect, skinny Peyton yeah. is just like breezing through her life. And like 
totally dismissive of Audrey. I don't know if you noticed that. Everything Audrey said, Peyton would either dismiss it or ignore it entirely. Like completely just like only hear the parts of it that meant something to her. Yeah, exactly. That she could refute. Yeah. Quickly and easily. Absolutely. She was not even looking at her friend. So the week after the party, the images that Peyton took in her room have gone wide. All right. And she shows up at school and all of a sudden these pictures are showing up on everyone's phone. She's sitting down. She can't even deal. It's everywhere. She doesn't know what to do. And they've been posted to this revenge porn site and everyone's already seen them. Even the teachers have gotten them. That was weird when they cut to like the middle-aged vice principal. Like they're like doing like Mm -hmm. jocks or seeing it. Then like girls are giggling. And then they cut to some middle-aged vice principal just looking up after. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I... (laughs) Everyone's seen... This was the moment... Shut your phone. This was the moment that central casting was made for. This was like, okay, extras. Yes! This is your moment. That's exactly what it is. You don't just get to stand there... You get to look at the principal, as in the principal actor, not the principal extra. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when this girl walks by, you look at your phone, you look up, and make your most disgusted face of all time. One take, nail it. You know what would have helped me, though? Is if they had one other teacher. Because seeing yeah. just the lone, gray-haired, older man look at Peyton and then look right. down at his phone again and look back at Peyton was just like... Dude, you're like, you should be embarrassed. Like, you should close these. You should be like, what's go- like? You, your your response should be helpfulness, not right. to be just like some catty, disgusted old teacher. No <laughs> one's blushing though when they see these, and I've noticed that right. too. I also, I also think here's a flaw of the movie. Mm-hmm. They got around to doing this, but I think a little too late. They should have. This should have been in the first five minutes established that she was over 18 because for like a good 15 minutes, I was like, why was no one talking about the fact that these are all underage photos until they established, Oh, by the way, she's an adult. Maybe because it's the actress looked 22. It could have been. Okay. But wait, so then Elaine is in the kitchen drinking her wine. I love the moms always drinking wine on Lifetime. This is when she was wearing that scarf, I believe. She was wearing a very prominent scarf. This bitch loves nothing more than her daughter in scarves. Like, that's it. She She, has two passions. What else is she doing? I mean, we, we don't learn until like an hour and a half later that she's a former teacher. She's a retired history. She's <laughs> retired at the teacher. age of 35. The game. Yes. So, um, as soon as, uh, so she gets a call from the dad about like, Oh, what are you eating for dinner or whatever? Yes. As soon as they get off the phone, the pics are waiting for both of them. Yes. Mom and dad see Peyton's nude. His boss walks into the office. Everyone at his work has gotten the email blast with Peyton's. Nudes. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's seen this girl now with her coy, hands over her boobs so pose exactly so Peyton explains to them that she just wanted to get her boobs done before college and the pictures were for the doctor we should play the audio uh, perfect, Peyton. from 1639 I know like that it could be like Britney on Vanderpump Rules it's like why like the fact that those tits someone put those tits on Britney is a crime uh, I agree. She looks so adorable. Like when you go back yeah. to her inappropriate interview outfit with Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. She looks so cute with like her little boobs and that yeah. romper. Well, she, yeah, I agree. And now she can't even button her blouse. Yeah, it's exactly. It pops open. Um, okay. Right, let's watch so. the disgrace. Elaine. Yes, I saw it. God, the whole goddamn company saw it. Did you talk to Peyton? What did she do? What the hell's going on? This is a nightmare, David. I saw these pictures. Look, I don't know. I'm on my way. I'll be there as fast as I can. She just got home. I gotta go. Tell 
me what is going on right now. What are these photos, I don't baby? know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how. Did you take naked pictures of yourself? Did somebody take pictures of you? No, nobody took photos of me. I took them. They were just supposed to be for me. What? what why would you do that? Before college, I was going to talk to you about maybe getting my boobs done. What? Why, honey? You're perfect. I, know, I took the photos for the doctor's consultation. I was having fun and I got a little carried away, okay? But I deleted them and I never uploaded them to the site. I swear, I deleted them off my phone so nobody could even accidentally see them. This isn't making any sense. I mean, how would somebody just break into your computer and steal your photos? I don't know. Why would they show them to your father and I? I know they sent them to everybody. All of my friends that got emails and text messages. Everybody. School? Yeah, it's Dreaded bad. Dreaded sound of a new text message. It's bad. It's bad. And we find out it's all coming from a website called xmyx.com. And mm-hmm. the screen reads, um, that when they're looking into the website, Carl Cook invites you to X your ex. Your ex screwed you. Screw that skank right back. Bitches be going down. Oh, yeah. Um, and then oh, her it said co- that on the, on the website? Yeah. The, oh, now I get why he said that. And then... He uh, goes, she, they find her profile that has all of her pictures on it. Right. And it says everything about her. And, and it's like, it's all of like her details. It also lists her doctor, her principal, her father's boss. Like all mm-hmm. of this information has now been made public. Right. So parents are arguing about how to deal with it. Dad's being a little bit judgmental. He's being protective, I think. As we see, right. like mom didn't get too much into the blame part of it. Well, and he has a lot to lose. He's a, he's a prominent architect mm-hmm. in, I believe, Seattle. I think they're in Which, Seattle. I think I had a hard time believing he was an architect because he wasn't um, fumbling, like trying to hold a bunch of tubes of blueprints. Right. Like you exactly. need that moment. Like exactly. it's like, oh, I have so many blueprints. How am I going to carry all these tubes? I saw nary a protractor or a compass. No. Yeah. That is exactly what you need. I, I thought he was a lawyer. Yeah, well, I agree. He looks very lawyerly. Yeah. Um, in fact, he was almost a little too formal to be an architect. Yeah. His house was actually a bit too normal. To it was be an it was a little house. McMansion-y, yeah. like built-ins, like very yeah. I, I hate a built-in. I know a lot of people like them. I hate a built-in. Is it built-in like when your your cabinets are built into the wall? Is that what that is? It's like, yes, it's like when there's like um basically it's an easy way of doing a facelift in some homes where okay. you can just stick a wall of like bookshelves that like goes like if you know yes. it would be a very easy way to right. clean up this whole section by just having someone build a Got bookshelf it. that goes around it. Well, but what I think it does, it just takes up space in your home. Yeah. And then are you really going to use those shelves? Yeah, I, exactly. You're not going to. And furthermore, I mean, all the only evidence we have of this guy's architecture career is a drafting board. But the truth is, thinking about it now, when the wife later takes on the living room and, oh. and fills it up with poster board mm-hmm. and makes it her command central, he's an architect and he probably built that house and he's probably thinking, why are you covering this up? Or in fact, I think his creative impulse would be, I'm going to build you like a shed in the back. Yeah. A command. Like this is a project for me too. I will build it for you. And then you decorate it. Also get this shit out of my house. Get it out of the, get it out of my open concept. (laughs) Have fun with your little hobby trying to save our daughter. I don't know if you've noticed (laughs) that like this is bigger than us. Yeah. I've built you a shed. I only spent two years trying to figure out this (laughs) corner of the living room. And I did all the math and all the engineering on it. And you could, sure, the just put up your poster. <laughs> yes. Well, the dad is judgmental, but the mom says, and I like this a lot. Yeah. She's never been in trouble. Let's just fix the problem. 
And yes. I'm glad that not too much time was uh, de- like wasted debating about whether or not the nudes are like some big offense on the daughter's part. Yeah, that was nice. That, that was nice that they were supportive in that way. And I want to talk about like why this movie kind of came about, which is that revenge porn was like super trending, mm-hmm. like probably the last like four or five years. It's been a big deal because yeah. there was websites like you got posted dot com right. that would have people submit their photos of their ex or whoever it is they wanted to roast. And we actually had a call and please advise where some girl called and said this happened to her sister where someone posted nudes of her sister to a website. Her sister is now a teacher and that she's worried now. Like she had it come up this year with the school. She was able to explain it to the administration. She's like, but every year she's going to have a new class of kids. And every year, like those parents could Google her and see that she's on this website. Yeah. It's actually a terrible, terrible thing. Revenge porn. Terrible. And, um, you know, what's interesting about this movie was they make a very, uh, it's more than subtle, but it's less than strong mm-hmm. uh, point about the fact that, um, you know, a lot of times the instinct is, you know, a good way to not be stuck with revenge porn is not take the per- picture in the first place. And here they're very much like it, there was nothing wrong with the pictures. There's yeah. nothing wrong with taking those pictures. Mm-hmm. What's wrong is the person who steals them. Absolutely. And yeah. like, well, the thing is, is that basically like for a very long time, there was a huge loophole that these people were getting through which was it wasn't illegal to take to put these they weren't stolen right. they were donated to the site from the person who who was in possession of them um and that is something that they've completely changed state to state revenge porn laws have like complete revenge porn laws have completely changed oh, that's good um yeah it depends on where you're at but like there are a lot of states where like this is a criminal issue mm-hmm. and um yeah kevin Boliart, I believe, is like the asshole that, like, he's like the main guy that right. our guy was based off of. Okay. Um, because he was someone that was very, you know, taking a lot of news interviews and being very like flippant with the news, being like, oh, yeah, try yeah. to get me, like, try. Oh, uh, got it. He was acting like the Cash Me Outside girl, but like, yeah. except he was posting ruining women's life, you know. Yeah. You know, the thing is, though, the one thing that this movie sort of gets wrong um, is this idea that, uh, you know, if you take down the guy and you even take down his website, everything is fixed. Uh-huh. And that's one thing that this movie doesn't, is the, the, the pictures are out there. That don't, that don't fix shit. I know. I'm thinking shit. the same thing when they like. They all, an entire population of a, of a high school has these pictures. Screen She's screwed. Ca- yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, over. Over and over and over again. So um, we find out that the parents can't do anything about it because she is 18. Right. These are not illegal photos. Um, Peyton has convinced her computer was hacked and that's the only way this could have happened. Um, the hacker knew all of her contacts, including her dad's work people, because she was Facebook friends with them from her internship from the summer before, which I love because that just shows like what a fucking nerd Peyton is. Like that's good storytelling. Yes. That's like good writing because it's like. You see that. You see her being like a great intern who was always there on time. Like, yes. You know, and, like and it, Facebook and uh-huh. her. Yeah. And it informs why we saw that woman with the frizzy dried hair in the dad's office. When the dad gets the first pictures of Peyton and that woman with the frizzy hair shows up and then looks at the dad and is disgusted. She's disgusted not because she got a random picture. It's because she was a star intern. Yes. And she's been telling her own daughter, you need to be more like this Peyton girl who's entering in my office. That's what you need to be like. And then she sees that and she realizes, what have I been teaching my daughter? God, I hate, by the way, 
fuck Peyton. Like, I'm just going to say this. Like, if for every other normal high school girl out there, she's your nightmare because she's yes. beautiful. She's professional. She's like, she's smart. She's reasonable. She's level headed. She knows the right things to hold on to. Can forgive why, the And why other wasn't things. she popular? But I don't understand what all signs point to her being super popular. The only thing that I can imagine is that she wasn't like the type of girl who went to parties on the weekend. She probably studied yeah. a lot. Like there was a girl like that at my high school who like legitimately turned ridiculously gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, like actress, like ingenue pretty right. um, over a summer. And she remained a nerd. Yeah, because wow. she was just like she was very studious and and she was beautiful, but like she wasn't the kind of person who was going to join the popular crowd just because like she could technically get in with them. Yeah, now. yeah, it's surprising. Okay, look, the cyber crimes division office opens at eight a.m. tomorrow, so we will go down there after we talk to your principal and we file a report. Okay, first off, why on earth would you want to change yourself? You're, you're so beautiful just the way you Santa, are. Santa, please. Not now. And these photos, I understand that they get sent to the kids at school because they're on your contact list, but, but how do they end up at my firm? Because I did that internship there last summer, and I added everybody on Facebook, and their emails are all attached to Facebook and their other social media How many sites? times have we told you nothing online is private well, anymore? Well, apparently there's an epidemic, okay? This is happening every moment on the internet. I was just reading an article about a website that was hacked where over 200,000 photos were stolen. Damn it, you're smarter than this picture. David, Come on. I'm not, Dad. This isn't my fault. I know. Uh, that I know, I know is like my favorite thing in the whole movie. I know. I, I actually want to touch back on something that Peyton said in that clip. Yeah. Which it gets into something we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are talking about how she was an intern, okay, mm-hmm. and so everyone knew her. But okay. do you realize she added everyone in that office on Facebook? Yeah, that's, that's weird. what I'm saying. That's though. weird. I didn't. That's I sort of didn't really. If, if you had just said that, it didn't sink in with me because she was like 17. This is what I'm thinking: is that to someone like Peyton, whose whole life has been about getting into college and stuff like that. Like, I don't think that she has. A Facebook, like you and I might have a Facebook. Right. I think she treats that shit like LinkedIn. Yeah, and you know what? I bet there are a lot of people who unfollowed her because it was like, "Look at me doing Habitat for Humanity. Aren't I great?" You know, like she's just like getting herself ready for done fourth, and it's totally obnoxious. Mm -hmm. She barely even like listens to what. Right. Her friend Audrey says. Right. She's actually very insufferable. She's probably like posting links about climate change, like in the middle of Justin yes. and Selena breaking up, and everyone's just like, Peyton just doesn't fucking get it. Yeah, she's sort of like killed. Like, if people are like writing funny comments on Facebook, mm-hmm. she's the ones like, guys, this is cool and all, but like, people are dying right now. And you're um, like, Darfur. Yeah, Darfur. She's the Darfur type. You're like, oh my God. You get it. You want to get into a good school. I, I love someone being like, why are you posting a Twitter about that now of all times? And I'm like, which one of the five million terrible things going on in the world would you like me to concentrate on today? Yeah, exactly. I would like to reblog these or retweet these turtles. Yeah. Like, and, how, and how about like those like cool 24, 25 year olds that are in the dad's office that are like, yeah, Peyton's really sweet. And they're like, ugh. She just added me on Facebook and like, I don't want to accept her, but then her dad's my boss. And now I have to like, yeah. now I have to like hide her. And like, I used to always just be like able to share everything to friends, but now I have to be like friends minus Peyton. Like this is annoying. That's why She's Facebook actually ruined lists it. were invented. Like they put her in a group that's like yeah. work people. 
Yeah, she's actually ruined it for a bunch of people. She's probably widely muted on Twitter as well. Widely muted. Well, she knows she does. You know, she probably has like a daily, like some daily horoscope thing where you're like, this isn't, you're not really even tweeting this. It's just like, yeah. it's not personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all you tweet or like a link. Or like her Instagrams go directly to Twitter. Yeah, and you're like, I just and posted on Facebook, a photo. Yeah. And so it's like on Facebook, <laughs> the, the caption is like, great day at Habitat Humanity. And you're like, oh, a new tweet. Oh, great day at Habitat. Like, same caption, same content. How many Haitian children do you think that Peyton has hugged? Like, I think that she's actually hugged only about three, but she makes it seem like she's but hugged all 3, of them. 3,000 There's 3,000, you know, yeah. and don't forget Haiti stuff, you know. <laughs> the Haitians. Okay, so the school. Haitians. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, the I school... feel like we're really getting, I think we're really figuring her out I know and it's yeah it's working we've cracked the code now this is very rare that I like turn on my lead so because I get too upset I'm too obsessed but well I'm, she's not your lead that's that's what you're missing thank you you're right Elizabeth thank you Brown because that's lead. why the first title the makes sense the my daughter's disgrace because the mom wants to defend her fucking honor exactly and then people are like no we want it splashy revenge porn like this is about her getting like Revenge porn. One, so, this is one. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is one of the problems with the movie is that it doesn't know if this is gonna be Peyton's story or the mom's story yeah. or like the mother and daughter story, and it can't really figure it out. Honey, I've watched this thing three times. You are literally telling me now that this is the mom's story, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is about the mom. It's the mom's very passive story. I thought, like it was like I was like, wow, this mom has a really intense B story uh, the yeah. entire time. <laughs> Well, it's like a double A story, unfortunately. No pun intended, Peyton. Um, (laughs) For Peyton, it's only an A story, but she wishes it were a double A story. (laughs) Oh, my God. So the school is not supportive. They think this is another instance of teens being stupid on the internet. Blame the victim. Always. And schools just like so don't want to go there. I don't know if you guys saw 13 Reasons Why, but like these things happen. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but you know. Just trust me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is Uh, it related to 13 Ghosts, which is a horror movie from the early aughts? I hope so. Okay. I mean, there is a dead person in it so cyber division says that they haven't been able to get carl cook because what he's doing is considered social networking and that's the best um that they can move on his hands are tied so the video of carl explaining how he had the idea to start the site and how he was able to get away with it and how he took down his ex's life is pretty amazing um it's also like kind it's it's chilling because Mm. you know this guy like this is a guy that's like you've seen him around. He's the towny bro. He's probably bought liquor for you know your younger brother. Right. And I started next to my ex when me and a couple of buddies were hanging out getting trashed because I just been dumped. And this bitch burned me bad, and I wanted revenge. And we had this demand we were working on, but it wasn't going anywhere. And we just thought it'd be funny to throw a couple of nude pics of my ex bitch up on this site. And then I had this massively clever idea of attaching it to her Facebook and Twitter pages. And that opened up phone, email, everything. Everything. Click one button. Those pics are sent off and she was screwed. My coding was so genius. And then from there it just kind of blew up. The rest is history. So basically, like, he's just talking about how you can push, like, 
something from Tumblr to all your other social media yeah. things. Like his coding was so good. His coding was so good that he like figured out how to take something from his website and uh, repost it to social media. Yeah. yeah. Like his coding was brilliant. I love when adults write teenagers mm-hmm. and they're like, that bitch, she, she be doing me wrong. And so I thought, yo, I'm going to take that bitch down with my, freaking genius code she's fucking done dude like she's yeah like, always always it's yeah. so bad but here's the other thing too is that it's someone who knows nothing about coding or computers which is why i had to say like writers out there like if you don't if you don't know about something ask a friend who does yeah you know like that maybe maybe the writer of this movie could have called up a friend maybe a friend has a husband or something who yeah. does coding who could explain like oh this would be a really unique way to manipulate the coding of a website to really fuck people over or to yeah. take us off the grid or to put us more on the grid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, th- I think there could have been some more authenticity in that realm. I really do yeah, think the, so. The X, my but X that said, that said, it's hard to write professions that you don't know. It's it's very hard. Professions or hobbies in this case. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it counts as a profession. But oh it's no, a, X my X is making some cash. It is actually making a huge amount of cash. I wonder. Do you think it's an advertising? Or do you think they're subscription based? Um, I think it's advertising. I, I would think, think so. Clicks. Yeah. Yeah, think... because it's it's click based because yeah, CPMs are really good on that later one. Later we learn more about like the incline in clicks. Oh, you're you're no you're actually right. There yeah. was a traffic. Can you believe it? Traffic. I'm actually right. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe I forgot that actually the internet traffic played a crucial role in in figuring out getting to the heart of this 100 percent. yeah so they decide to report the website to the server because that can't be good for their server's business yeah they take down peyton's pick <laughs> and they send a cease and desist to carl yeah and then not even like a half an hour later peyton's picks are back up online her phone rings it's audrey audrey's like are you coming to school today like things yeah. are bad she like, wants to know when she can start gossiping about her like right. oh, will you be there at first period or will you catch me talking shit about you to everyone she's like because i was gonna kind of go with some people that have never wanted to hang out with me before and kind of like spill a lot of your secrets yeah it's tea time at school talk about that time like you know whatever you got your period all over yeah period your mom's mom's seat car and then you had to buy a new seat with all your allowance i mean whatever terrible things can happen to your best friend transformer at sleepover time yeah 100 percent. or she got like fingered traveling in a movie pants theater. remember you cried during traveling pants because you got scared <laughs> that you'd never have pants again <laughs> stuff like that yeah stuff like that so um the whole yard at this point is littered with flyers of peyton's nude that reads cease and desist yes on them. now here's here's just some basic detective work did anyone think to like call up kinko's and say hey do you have any security cam footage of whoever did this? Like, right. You know, like something like that. Well, here's my only thing is that Carl Cook is like rich, so he can afford printer ink. That's true. And I guess it wasn't a mystery. Everyone knew who, who was doing it. Oh, yeah. I like that his name was Carl. I yeah. love a really mundane villain name. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, we got to get Carl. Oh, Carl Cook. <laughs> Carl yeah, it even alliterates, which is typically the sign of like a fun name. Yeah, it's it, well, you know, on the Bravo show Summer House, there are two guys on it. One's Carl. named Carl yeah. and Kyle Cook. Oh no way! So it's Car- it's like basically the two, the two Summer House guys. Also, I bet if you put them in like a washing machine, the actor who played Carl Cook <laughs> would come out. I actually, I think so, and then he would actually go to Montauk and yeah. party with them. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Peyton has her amazing lifetime level breakdown because she's being cyber bullied by all of these people. She's getting all these texts, which, mm-hmm. you know, look, I always wonder when they talk about like, oh, you don't even know how bad it is for the teens today. Like... First of all, I don't know if social media does make it that much worse. Right. Because you, back in the day, you used to just sit at home in horror waiting for right. the next day. Yeah. Like, am I, is tomorrow going to be the worst day of my life or what? Yeah. Like, now you at least to kind of get, get a heads up that right. tomorrow is going to be hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah. W- there's records of who's texting you. Exactly. I, th- I mean, I think it's probably bad because it's relentless. Like, right. You know, you... Like whatever emotional like uh, moment you need to regather your strength, you can't. And and it cuts both ways because you could get support too. Yeah. But I think it's that it's relentless, and it's you know, uh, he, here's the thing. I think in reality she would have gotten a lot of dick pics. Right. You know, and I think there would have been some really nasty things. What we get instead is we get like hashtag what a sleaze, which seems very much. Like 1945. But like, think about our fam, our families. Think about our high school. Okay, like, who would actually go on record as having said these things? This is like a basically an online record of saying this. Like, if if a teacher, like, you wouldn't carve like so and so sucks dicks into a desk if like the teacher's standing in the room. Exactly. You did that on the low. Like you wait. Yeah, I think I, th- I think what she would see would not be like, oh, trash. Oh, she'd take the football team. It'd be things like, LOL, she's so basic. Yeah. Or like, OMG, she thinks she's so hot, but she's actually fat. You know, like that's what you would see, <laughs> even though she's not at all. But you'd know people would be saying that shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is the scene that is, our, I think, probably one of the better lifetime cry scenes we've seen in a while. She was a good crier. Elizabeth Rome, <laughs> a.k.a. what's her name again in it? The mom? Uh, uh, Elaine. Elaine. Wow. Talk about phone skills. She picks up her phone. You have to come home right now. Hangs <laughs> it up. Did you even get a dial tone, bitch? No. She's just like on the line dial. with David. This is just the phone she uses just to call David is- for help. But... I love that the daughter is crying so hard that like it takes two grown ass adults to console her. Like this isn't yes. like an infant and like you're tired and you can't find the bottle and hold right. it's, she's not juggling infant twins. She's yes. she has one 18 year old daughter who's going through a revenge porn yes. scandal. Now I died while I was watching this because I noticed something that I hadn't noticed during my previous viewings of this, which is that there is a dress form in her bedroom that is wearing a lone purple scarf as if it's a tribute to her mother. A mother's influence. Yeah. Or Prince, maybe. I have a question. Do, Do women generally have dress forms? 
Is that like a thing? In movies. In movies, because they're maybe going into fashion at Dunsforth. No, like just like you just have one. Like it's just a good room accessory. I, I mean, see. I've thought about getting one in the past because it's good to like if helping you like think about outfit ideas, basically. Right. Like you can put it on the you can put it on the dress yes. form and look at it and be like, Yeah, I'd put yes. this. It's good for when you're shopping. I your like closet. that she's starting with the scarf. She's building around the scarf. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, so the purple scarf is a definite. She, but <laughs> yeah. She's like, listen. Now that we've spoken to GoDaddy and everything is fixed, <laughs> it's time to hit the town again. Put in the scarf on. Everything is great. And I just <laughs> see if that cutie dom from the party in the second scene is available. I love also that the text, like the the bullying, also stops when 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 Elaine calls GoDaddy and is like, "Hey, stop this! Take down that site. This is bad for your business." That the bullying just goes away, but then once it's up again, they're like, all the bullying comes back. Yeah, it's they're like, like "Hey no. ho." Yeah. Um, so the mom has taken it upon herself to figure out how to solve this. And this is, you're exactly right. This is where Elaine takes the baton and fucking carries the rest of this goddamn movie. Yes. So she has like a classic like murder solving board. Yes. Uh, which it reminded me like of that of that thing that every that meme that everyone always posts of Charlie Day in front of like that huge like. Uh, shard of people like he's trying to f- figure out a mystery oh I don't think I've seen that meme it's it's around make its way to but me. it's it's basically just like you know like revenge did one you gotta carry yes. the string over to the next tag exactly the one thing that shocked it's me was how many graphs she had yes. I was like what is she graphing? She's she's graphing the popularity of scarves. Yes, probably. She's this, like, oh, this so when I got the blue scarf, I would say that Peyton started to yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, she um yeah, I, I like that they when when she was setting up her home base that they they sped it up. Like to me, that reminded me of like when Sherlock is putting his hand through the air mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what she's like, hmm. Do I want a piece of loose leaf here? No. Photo, yarn. Is that minority report you're doing as I, well? <laughs> as, as, I'm actually just doing an interpretive dance. Just move my hand through. <laughs> just sort of like, as like a half this Vogue. It's a one-handed <laughs> one Vogue. She's just like, I can't imagine her doing a minority report. <laughs> so um, <laughs> She needs to get one of those precogs, whatever they call it. There's someone in a pool just thinking about where, absolutely. where Carl is. Carl. So wait, so a girl meets with Elaine at a coffee shop. It's Jane. Now there's, I didn't realize that this was a montage at first. Mm -hmm. So just so you know, when we play the audio for this, this, this is multiple women explaining their stories. And by multiple, you mean just two. Because they could yeah, not, they didn't have enough money. Two. They yeah. didn't have enough money to, to hire a third just, person just to two. make it seem like a, a thing. So, um, this woman hasn't seen her kids in months. She lost her job. Blah 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 blah. Let's play the audio from this. Yeah. Uh, yes, Elaine. Jane? Yes. Hi. You must be Elaine. Yes. Thank you for coming. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So Cook's infected your lives, too. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your daughter. He's like this virus. It's impossible to get rid of. This has been so upsetting. I lost my job. I was humiliated. And I did nothing wrong, I swear. So where are you at now with your case? Family Court of Appeals. I have 
haven't seen my kids in three months. It's killing me. I can imagine. I was working in Santa Cristo County Hospital. I was in the pediatrics unit. All I ever wanted to do. I love those kids. I love my job. I loved my job. I got carried away one night at this guy's house. We were drinking, got a little wild, and had sex on his dining room table. He took pictures with my phone. I've always been very shy. And so my friends just are taking some sexy pictures just for myself to kind of open me up a little bit, gain some confidence. And so I did. What went wrong? Well, I mean, the pictures were pretty bad, but it got worse when my ex got a hold of my phone a few days later. He posted the pictures on X My Ex just to make me look bad in the custody case. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It worked. A month later, I started getting these texts and these emails saying that naked photos of me had been sent. I was brought in from the fourth hospital. I would... They didn't want me around the kids anymore. I'm so sorry. Absolutely. If it'll help me get my kids back, I will do anything. I think the way to get at this guy is through these hacking cases. I researched and I found 10 cases where people's pictures ended up on his sites and their computers were hacked. I think if we can find the common thread tying them to Cook, we can use that thread to string him up by his balls. I knew I liked you. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, the coffee mugs are so big. So I can't big. even, I can't even, they're like bathtubs on the table. And they didn't even bother putting any coffee in them. So I think that mom got a latte. I think yes. Elaine got a latte because yes. the way it was in a bowl was, it was like in a cereal bowl. It was, it was bigger than a cereal bowl. It was like a novelty cereal bowl. Now, Jane, I think, got... A, just black coffee. It was that Jane. That was a tall. It was more of a tall uh, yeah. mug, but still very large. Now the pediatric nurse who was ejected from her job. I don't even think she got a drink. That woman is so broken. She's probably like, I don't deserve coffee. I don't yeah. deserve to be around children. I don't deserve anything. I posted pictures. I'm a broken woman. Yeah, she's she's even ashamed to be in public at this moment at this coffee shop. And this brings like a lot of like lev levity to the situation because like yes, like it's upsetting to think about your 18 year old daughter having this happen mm -hmm. to her but when you think about like the layers of which revenge porn could affect a person's life you usually think like oh shit you were 24 you were drunk you yes. fucked a guy and didn't disclose you had herpes like those that's yeah. very much usually the revenge porn yes. thing right but but with this it's like a mom got her fucking kids taken away. Yes. And a nurse who was having self-esteem problems, her friends were like, why don't you like have a sexy photo shoot? Maybe that'll make you feel good. Like she already was a fucking broken woman. Already. All, like so sad. Like, by the way, like I wanted to weep just looking at her. She's one of those people that like this actress must have something going on in her real life yes. because she's wearing a story that like she, you can't act that. You, I actually agree. You you could see that there were problems here in her life. Do you want to know how I bet she got cast? How? 
I bet that the casting director was walking to his car after mm -hmm. a long day yeah. of auditioning. Mm -hmm. And he saw one actress who could, didn't even make it inside because she was so nervous and she was just crying in her car. And he yes. looked at her and said, you, you're broken you, enough. You, you, thank you for saving my day. Front of the line. You've saved the line. this movie. Absolutely. She was very good, very convincing. Also, um, terrible, ter just so sad. Yeah. To think about getting your pediatric, I mean, who's better than a pediatric nurse? Was she a nurse or a, or a doctor? Nurse. Oh, a nurse. Well, you know, here's the thing. Also, still, still important. Here's the, here's the story. It is important, but like the the doctor implied, even more years of training that went down the tube. True. But here's here's something that needs to be discussed, mm -hmm. which is what is this patriarchy that a mom suddenly can't be sexual, a doc, a, a nurse can't have a sexy photo. You know, this has more about, you know, uh, views about women than it does about the revenge porn. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Like, this movie does a really good like job of this too. I have a, I have to say that I've been impressed with the way that lifetime has handled a lot of these things Yeah. because I don't think that people think of it as a progressive network in any sense, Yes. but they do a good job. Even back in the day, they did a pretty good job of saying like, no, this is a victim's right or no, this is like yeah. completely inappropriate. Like and, they were very yeah. good about that from the beginning. And in both those cases, the, um, the, what was the name of the, is it Jane, Jane, the one who is, uh, who, uh, Jane is the mom, the mom. She, in her case, she didn't even take the picture. It was, it was the guy who took the picture and her ex stole it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're, you can't slut sham. You can't introduce that angle to it. Don't confuse the, the story. These were pictures that sort of, and, and with, and with the nurse, she like didn't even really want to take the pictures that her right. friends were like, you have to take them. Right. You know? So sad. Yeah. So, um, Peyton's having a hard time in school. She's told that she can have a study hall for the rest of the day. She goes to the library and Audrey is there. And Audrey's basically just like, wow, like this whole situation has made you even more popular. And yeah. Peyton's like wrecked. Like yeah. she looks like a woman who has been broken. Right. Audrey is not being a good friend for reasons we will later understand. Yeah. But she's taking this moment to actually kick her when she's down a little bit. She's like, well, don't you agree? It's kind of your fault. She, I, she implies basically, she goes, you kind of put yourself in this position. I mean, yeah. and, and Peyton's like, no, I, she's like, you're, she's like, you're just really acting like a victim. And Peyton's like, I am a victim. And she yeah. goes, I just think people get drunk and do stupid things. And mm -hmm. I'm like, are you trying to say that like she got wasted after the party that y'all went to and mm -hmm. sent these pictures? Like, Gaslighting a little bit. That's a little weird. That's a little cray cray. But you know what though? I'm actually going to say this. This is a little controversial, but in the wake of what we were discussing earlier, good for Audrey because this bitch is like the most insufferable friend ever. Mm -hmm. And here she's saying, I am the victim. I mean, she is the victim, but she's really relishing being able to say, I am the victim. Right. So let Audrey have like, fuck with her a little bit. Have like a power play. Totally. You know, she hasn't have ever had a chance. So then this like cute guy is like, sees Peyton is like leaving distraught from the library and mm -hmm. he like walks around the hallway. Seems really nice. Yeah. And then once they're outside, he corners her and basically is like, I can't wait to get with you ever since I saw those pictures I've been thinking. So she's like, gets completely groped. This yeah. is terrible. Uh, it's not a good position to be in. It's even really if you are bad. Peyton. Yeah. It's scary. So Elaine looks like she's running a senatorial campaign out of her room. <laughs> she is. Basically. Is. And, and by the way, it's never exactly clear ever what the 10 other victims that she finds, 
the link. She there's all this talk about. I need to find a link. There's got to be a common link that's going to lead us to this guy. How we can stop him? Yada yada yada. It never ever becomes clear unless I miss something. Right? I think I know what it is, but it's it was very like. Oh, this sounds like it might make sense on the internet. Like right. it's it was a writing and, thing. And, and I have a question also: Was the issue that they that they couldn't find Carl? Is it that it was the is, issue was that they were they saw a okay? So basically, what, what happened were they trying was to do? he wasn't really hiding. So, um, all the other victims are doing like rolling phone calls. It's Jane, and then the woman who lost her job. Um, they're reaching out to the other adult victims and. Jane says in May, Cook's website slowed down and then spikes started to show when the hack started. So basically what they're trying to say is that these pictures were not obtained through submission, which would make it legal. Right. But instead that these hacks started. And so these they were stolen photos, which now makes them illegal. His basically his website was probably slowing down and needs some he needed more submissions. So he started faking them. Right. But it still doesn't explain some of the murkiness in the plot right here, which is I think we're as the audience, we're led to believe that this Carl character is off somewhere hidden. No one knows where he is, but they need to find him and no one knows how to find him and the police can't look for him. Oh so, no, I didn't get that at all. I just got that the, like we can't touch like we can't touch him because technically he's not doing anything illegal. Oh, see, uh, And they hadn't proven the hacking yet because all of all ten of these victims that they band together or whatever were all victims of the hacking, which is the illegal act. Right. But then it all all becomes rather nullified in a little bit because at one at, at a certain point Carl decides to take it up a notch. Oh, yeah. Carl's sick as fuck. She's in. We have another recruit for our cause. Great. We need all the help we can get. Safety in numbers, especially when we're dealing with a creep like Carl. Take a look at this. Most of these hacks didn't happen until after June of last year. I wonder why that is. There has to be a common thread that links these girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Elaine, check this out. In May, the traffic on Cook's website slowed down. Mm, Yeah, that's weird. Before that, his website had a ton of activity driven by crappy boyfriends. It's like he ran out of deviants to fill his site. It's unlikely the world is full of deviant boyfriends. (laughs) Well, then the spike shows when the hack started. But it doesn't make sense, the numbers jumping like that. Well, it could be a coincidence, but let's keep digging. I mean, let's focus on the why, and I think when we find that connection... I bet it'll lead to Cook. See, that's the thing. When she says, I bet it'll lead to Cook, that's why it seems like they're looking for this guy that they don't know how to get to. That's why I was... That's why... This is, is, I think, a fault of the movie. I think they're trying to say lead to him, like, on paper. Right. Because they're trying to connect the paper trail to him, which is why, like, when, when someone, a third party, sends out the link later, that was the reason why all these people got... Their Facebook's hacked. Right. I think they're trying to say, like, we can't pin the fact the hacking, we can't pin the hacking on Cook. He's right. just a host. So I think that when she's saying, find Cook or whatever. she You're saying, find, like, find it'll lead, the, the evidence will lead to him that he hacked. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well. We're, I'm gonna come back to that when wh- I will let you when when the st- when the plot line un- gets there. I I, I have I have a, a counterpoint. 
I mean, look, I have to say for three for three moms, I mean, these women They're are doing older. It. They're I mean, doing my mom, great work. Does, I, w- I was afraid to buy my mom an Alexa for Christmas because uh-huh. I was like, she's not going to know how to use this. No, she wouldn't. She definitely would not. Definitely not but these like, women, know how to get to Carl Cook. You know, I think they're doing a nice, a nice, if they're passive, a nice, job. <laughs> a nice <laughs> if passive job. They're not yeah. like pounding the pavement. They're not like trying to look at security footage of like, you know, like for instance, when there were like thousands of printouts, they didn't, they're not bothering to see, you know, any security cameras to see maybe that could lead to something or another. One of the neighbors has to have a ring.com bell. By the way, ring.com, you should support this show. I have one of you. Um, So let's play Carl Cook's next video that they do. Just took off. Sure, there's a lot of angry people out there, but what can I say? I mean, these victims aren't victims. None of this would have happened if they hadn't taken the pics and sent the photos. They made their bed. Listen, girls, all you need to do is put down your phones and close your legs. If you did that, I'd be out of business. Hey, these girls need to check their behavior. See, these girls deserve to find themselves ruined. And what do I care? I just profit from it. Cha-ching! There's Cha-ching. that slut. There's that slut shaming right there. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. I know. What's weird is that like Carl is like into slut shaming though. Yeah. Because he's a horny motherfucker. He he is horny. And the thing is this: he's actually really good looking, and you would think that he would have sort of enough, you know, ass yeah. to not be concerned with this. Just move on to the next. So, um, there's a text that comes through while Peyton's having dinner with her dad. They're having a nice father-daughter dinner. She's kind of being like, Audrey's being a bitch. She's being kind of jealous of the attention I'm getting, which is weird because this is like terrible for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a text that says, told mommy dearest to back off. Time to screw with your lives, taking it to a new level. Yes. So dad comes home and he shows mom the text and he's like, has he contacted you before? And Elaine's like, I got a text last week, but I didn't think you needed to worry. Right. Now this was, this was, I liked this wrinkle because now we're really seeing how the family is falling apart. Now we're having, you know, communication issues. Mm -hmm. This is at this point, we think we're about to peel open a whole thing about, you know, this, I thought we were, I thought we were through with these things. I thought we were always being honest since you cheated on me last. Mm -hmm. I thought we were over these trust (laughs) issues. I thought we were like you do think some he's Edward. A cheater. No, I no, I think Elaine's that she yeah. Elaine is a cheater, she's had which some is why twists. she's a retired. You know, here's the thing: when he <laughs> finds out that she didn't tell him something, I thought we were about to blow open some skeletons, <laughs> right? You thought it was going. I thought I was going to go into some Edward Albee shit. You know, yeah. like the the like they the, rented a summer cottage and she got a little bit too close to the guy next door. Sort exactly, of thing. and yeah. it took them ten years of therapy before he could trust her again. <laughs> And they always resolve. Still doesn't know about this. Exactly. They always resolve that they would always be open with each other. And now she's holding secrets again. And now, Mm -hmm. how can you trust her? Yeah. I mean, what is what is a story though in life like without secrets? That's you're right. Secrets. Well, I mean, this that's what this whole thing is about. Pathologically lying throughout the entire thing. Yeah. So um, Elaine goes to buy one of her gigantic cereal bowl sized coffee, <laughs> which is exciting because it's one of the few scenes where she's allowed out of the house. Mm-hmm. And her credit card is declined. Mm-hmm. Uh, her banker says that all of her accounts and cards are frozen. Yeah. So she gets a text: "No coffee for you today!" Exclamation point. Cruel. Sucks to be you. 
Well, he didn't account on her love for tea as well. Nice work around, <laughs> Elaine. <laughs> no, so actually, so here's so so getting back to what we were talking about before about um, you know what is her aim? Is it to is it to prove that he's hacking, or is it to find out where he is? If she's trying to prove that he's doing it's something trying, illegal, it's trying to pin something on him that's illegal. Because well, he then just the does, cyber so, police says. Right after this, they said Cook is officially giving them a case by breaking into their bank accounts because right. that's a breach that exactly. they can. So at this at this point, so here's so here's what I'm thinking. Okay, if the point of the movie is like finally we've busted him, if they knew where he was, they would just arrest him. Right. But that's why that's why in my mind I'm thinking they're trying to find him because they don't know where he is. No, See, I things think are they're not, trying to is, build a case. I don't think yeah. I mean the man lives in a house in a, on a street. I mean it's interesting because well <laughs> it's interesting because I can't tell if this is a fault of the movie or one of the many nuances of it, you know? I don't think it's a fault of the movie. I think that they I or I think it's a fault of the movie in that they didn't properly explain that the whole thing with revenge porn is that it's on a loophole and that in order to bust someone for revenge porn you're not actually busting for revenge porn you're busting them for something entirely different right usually hacking usually something like this usually like some sort of like right. money passing between people that's not legal that's yes. how revenge porn people get busted so i guess maybe the situation here is that okay we know he hacked into a situation but we don't have any hard proof like we need to still Get some more hard proof. We have no proof that he's hacked yet. He just sent a menacing text. Yeah, okay. we have no All right. proof that All right. he's hacked yet. So th- okay, okay, now I'm clarified. Now but I get he it. is, we do know that now he's fucked with their bank accounts. Right, which is serious business. So then we get a text from Carl that says, I'm a hawk who plays dirty. Mama bird better protect her nest. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very menacing bird metaphor right so there. So I know, I was like, damn. Birds like, of prey. Fuck, she better watch her nest. But like, also like, Everyone knows, like, mama bird. Like, I had a bird's nest in my yeah. awning last year. Okay. I didn't touch that shit. I no. was like, fucking house up, you guys, because if your mother comes back here, like, I'm not going to deal with a bird that's going to peck my eyes out till I yeah. die. Yeah. Because, like, that's what they would do. That's yeah. from what I understand of birds. Like, they will kill you. And you know what? By the way, you are a hawk. Well, then you should be focusing on field mice. Exactly. Or, like, even, God forbid, a chihuahua. A chua- they swim you know what? down and they take your chihuahua. You know what? You're a bad hawk. Yeah, you're really bad. <laughs> you're hawk. just like not a very effective. I mean, I guess they do probably go after little baby birds, but I don't know. Like, like you said, a, a, a bird's nest is actually very well fortified because it's usually some crazy ass bird that you don't want to mess with. That's why hawks, I think, go back in your mouse hole and guard your cheese. Like that's better. <laughs> go back into your burrow. It's a better rabbits. area. Yeah. <laughs> That's a better metaphor. You, 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 you went too heavy with the bird metaphor. And metaphors. then in parentheses, the cheese is your daughter. The cheese is. <laughs> well, that's sort of. I mean, that's if that's impressive that the that the, the mice have cheese that they're just protecting. And also, eating. we understand it. That would if they had written it that way, that would have helped inform yeah. later the reveal that Carl didn't have a proper education. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sends her another text as they're driving along. This is, oh, this is. Oh, wait, this the, is the best scene. Hmm. 
Second to best. This is best. this is the scene. Best scene. Because I totally missed it the first time. This was like some black mirror. This shit. is like some shit. Wait. <laughs> that is the gym most generous thing anyone has ever said. Gray in the history of this bond. This is some black mirror shit. So he sends her another text that says, You're it. And then all of a sudden they're like, so they're driving down this like long field. It's dad and mom, yeah. right? And they're driving their SUV <laughs> and a drone appears from the field. Yes. And they're acting like this drone <laughs> has a live grenade strapped to it. <laughs> they're like, they're like, let's hit it. Let's let, try to hit the drone, hit the drone. I'm like, you're in a car. That's yeah. a drone. Just like drive faster than it. This is, the, <laughs> this is the problem with keeping Elaine in the house. She doesn't understand the outside world. Yeah. So she sees the drone. She thinks this is, emblematic of a larger invasion yeah. coming and she freaks the fuck out. Yeah. She's like, go, we have to go, we have to do something about it. She, I mean, they think they're going to die. Also, this is asking a lot from the average at-home audience to like understand what a drone is. They're like, they're is like, this all of a sudden signs? Like the movie starring Mel Gibson? Like, is this, what is this? Does Lifetime realize one of their cameras is in the shot? You know? like Exactly. It does. It looks like, it looks like that is 100%. And, he, and here's the thing. Very few pieces of technology, maybe just the Google Glass, are as mocked and derided as a drone. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see a drone, when you see someone with a drone, you usually laugh at it. You know, right? So if I saw a drone, I'd be like, "Oh, okay." And, and like you said, 100%. drive right through it, knock it over. One hundred percent. Although this was, to be fair, this drone was equipped. It was menacing. So it, Cook yeah. is at home hacking away. We see that he's like typing a because you know you have to type. A lot of numbers when you're operating a drone. Yeah, that is very he's, important. He's not rather than use a joystick drone. or anything. It's he's just, actually hardwire like typing. Mash the keyboard nonstop. So yeah, paintballs start hitting the windshield, obstructing their view. Which not even that. It wasn't even really obstructing their view that bad. Yeah. And again, I'm like, just take a hard right that the drone wouldn't be able to take. <laughs> or accelerate. Yeah, or accelerate your vehicle. <laughs> accelerate. Like, I think drones can go. Like pretty fast, but like you they can go fast, but like they could just they could still out, out totally. outpace it. But what was funny was that you know the drone starts like it, mm -hmm. they can't see outside their and God forbid they actually use their windshield wipers, you know, mm -hmm. and they can't see. So unfortunately, they don't really have a budget for a huge epic car crash, so they just sort of like. Pull, pull over, over in, a <laughs> in a driveway. They don't even go down into yeah. sort of pull over. They're like, oh my god, which is actually the worst thing that they could do. The worst, and also like there's still full visibility on his side of the car. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't really know a lot about paintballs. I do know that they can hurt humans. Part of me was like, could they break glass? Not windshield glass. Like, yeah. it's just, oh, I made a mess of your windshield. Like, yeah. okay, Carl, like think we've already gone past you messing up my windshield right like yeah. let's get real for two i thought this would be a moment when they this is what i thought was gonna happen mm -hmm. they would crash the car mm -hmm. the dad would then be in the hospital mm -hmm. so now it now it's truly the mom and the daughter against the world they don't even have the dad anymore dad's on life support yes thing? Yeah, yeah exactly there may have even been a hack into like the machine the the machine that's giving him the drip oh shit you know and it's like it's getting real diabolical but instead, it's just like we had a really intense pullover of the car. <laughs> we, we pulled over the car. Uh -huh. We waited for the drone's batteries to die. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Pretty much anything that happens in a moving vehicle is terrifying. Yeah. 
But like, it just is, it, you're right. I mean, considering the stakes. So Audrey's being <laughs> like a bitch to Peyton. She's completely icing her out. And Peyton goes into her email. It's nighttime. She's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Audrey's like, nothing. Peyton goes into her email and sees that her request to uh, en- unenroll from the school, from Dunsforth. Dunsforth. Dunsforth has been um, her her process. Her, her admission, her spot. Has been. Yes. So yeah. she's been processed. Her spot has been giving away and she's lost her scholarship. She's, she's been retracted. Like the, her, her, her acceptance has been retracted. So no, she, she it was like she, the oh. hacker went through and was like, hey, I don't want to go to Dunsforth anymore. Feel free to go give away my spot. Oh, oh, that okay. Oh, I thought it was got. that she, oh, 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 interesting. I thought it was that the they school like, was like, mm, we saw you na- naked. So, no, because yeah. that's why the parents were like, we'll call the parents are like, literally chill the fuck out because Peyton comes down like on a yeah. 10 and she's like ah! and like the parents are like no 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 it's fine like we'll just call the school tomorrow which I will say like that was I was Peyton about college like yeah. I like any time I was, I was so afraid yes. of sending an application without the right amount of stamps yes. or like whatever and I was like I'll never succeed in life two like, things I'll- yes two <laughs> things about that first uh I Absolutely, and I was surprised it took so long for Dunsforth to get into the mix here because they spent all of like the first 10 minutes talking about Dunsforth. Everything was about Dunsforth. So I was surprised that it took so long, and then it was actually such a relatively small beat that was resolved with a simple, oh, we're just going to call tomorrow, Peyton. Just like, calm down. Second of all, Peyton coming down the stairs on 10 is exactly... Every she was coming down the stairs on 10, metaphorically, this entire movie. Oh, no. Every five minutes. You're like... Ah! But that is also very, okay, they're so true to high school, which yeah. is what I appreciated about it. And the yeah. actress looked a little bit older than high school, which is, I think, what made it so uncomfortable when yes. she would come down on, like, like because <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, girl, you're like 24. Like, just go get a Tecate from the fridge and chill. <laughs> exactly. Like, but you're fine. I kind of felt like she was the type of person who was like, well, I'm going to go have some yo play now. Mom, there's no yo play. <laughs> Exactly. Like, oh my God, Peyton. Um, so Peyton gets a call from the guy that in school that she likes. He tells her to come to the party he's at, and Dominique. he he said, um, Dom. "Dom, yeah." And he told Audrey, "Let's see what Dom has done in the past, too." You know, my boyfriend's name is 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 Dominique, which is why I said Dominique. So this part was between the Dunsforth and the Dominique. I was like, they're getting a little too close to my life. Bitch, are you ready for what this guy's name is? Yes, R.J. Featherston, huh? RJ <laughs> Oh 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 it's I thought it was two last name. It was no. RJ Featherston Hall. You know, it's probably one of those weird British names that's pronounced like RJ Fanshaw or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, probably. But it's so uh Twenty One <laughs> Thunder, he's done Wayward Pines. I mean, he hasn't done much. His first job was a role as a uh Colonel Scoops employee on Supernatural. That was his <laughs> big Colonel thing. Scoops. And um, I don't even know. Does he? Oh, and then revenge porn is listed. I think his career's picking up, though. He's got well, something in break. post. Yeah. Twenty One Thunder. Any awareness of what that is? Uh, Twenty One Thunder. Uh, it could be anything. It could be a racing movie. Literally no facts on where this man was born. Nothing. He's, he, well, he's a mystery. He's very private. You know. Yeah, he RJ. knows people want to know about the Featherstone. I'm sorry, Featherstone how, right? I mean, whatever. Like, just guys, you Google it. Like, his last name is F-E-T-H-E-R-S-T-O-N 
H A U G H. I really think that it's probably named, pronounced Fanshawe, and I'll tell you why. You've, You're about to you get. You have some... broken this name down to two syllables. I'm, are you going to be with me on this? Because it's about to be a story. Well, I mean, if no, it's no, this Gaelic, is about to yes. be. This is about to be a moment for me. Okay. okay? Back <laughs> when I was a junior in high school, <laughs> when I was my own little Peyton, um, uh, I was taking a playwriting class, and my instructor, her name is Betsy Hooper. Yeah. And she had a little stuffed cat, and she said the cat's name was Fanshawe. And the reason why I was Fanshawe is because it was like a Welsh name and she was so amused by it because it was written like feather. It was written just like that. Yeah. And then she said it was so amazing. It was this big, long name, but it's only pronounced Fanshawe. And to this, I've, but for like years, I've been looking, what was that name? What was that crazy name that's only pronounced like Fanshawe? And then for you to put that up there right there. Yeah. Makes no, me realize right. that could be. Fanshawe. You're not. You're not wrong. I'm Irish and I have Welsh in me, and I will I'm, tell you, my middle name is spelled Gaelic, and like it's, it's just like. I really want to know how his last name is pronounced now. I really. This is going to be a thing for me. Um, maybe I'll look up like interview clips of him after. Yeah. And we'll insert them here. <laughs> so, um, Pey- <laughs> so Audrey fucking fully lied about having plans. And so Peyton yeah. like walks into the party and she sees Audrey right when she walks in like in. a cool blazer. If I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Cause you know, all those high school girls that just love wearing a fucking Chris Jenner blazer to a party. <laughs> they love some, is it Laura Ashley? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it just was like, Oh, like, Oh, like you got, that's your express blazer from your summer internship. <laughs> That's nice of you to repurpose. Shop your closet, girl. I just went shopping at Theory, and I am ready to start my internship and, and learn upset things. And my friends. And add, get a whole bunch of new Facebook friends. Okay, ready? So this is the audio. We're, this is longer audio we have to play, but it's crucial for the story. Big. Nothing's happening, huh? This looks like something. Yeah, I just, I got invited a few minutes ago. So you guys don't want to get involved. I'll just go inside. I'll be there in a minute. What's going on with you, Audrey? We've been through everything together. And now when I need you the most, you just completely bail on me? I've been there for you every single time that you need me. Remember the cheating incident? I still haven't told a soul about that. <laughs> you know this bastard? He hacked into the college computer system and gave away my scholarship. They gave my spot to somebody else. Oh my God, Peyton, I, I didn't, I didn't know. Come on. So what, what are you gonna do? I don't know. Okay, look. Peyton, you're right. I've been horrible to you. And I know that you didn't send those photos I did. Why? Do you have any idea how hard it's been living in your shadow? God, of course you don't. Ever since kindergarten, you you were the star. I, I was always second, well, third or or fourth to your first place. Spelling bees, math tests, swim meets. You, you always finished on top. You're supposed to be my best friend. I just wanted you to get a little taste of what it's like for me and and maybe knock you off that perfect little pedestal for for just a minute. How could you do this to me? 
I had a horrible impulse in the moment. I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. You walked out of the room. I, I was on your laptop. I was just gonna save some party pics for you from Facebook. Then I found the new me folder, those photos. I'll be right out. And I did it. I, I sent them to that shutter mug site. I don't know what came over me, but I regretted it the second I hit send. All right, you, me, movie, let's go. Peyton, you have to believe me. I, I removed them right away, so I don't even know how they got on this guy's website. I mean, I, somebody must have screenshotted them, and I... I, I oh, did you just shut up? What? You have ruined my life. You know that, right? <laughs> and now me and my family are in danger because of what you did. And you made me believe that somehow this was my fault. What's wrong with you? There's nothing that I could say to make this right. But just please... Peyton, believe that I'm sorry, okay? I'm really, really, I don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. Please. Peyton, I will do anything. Just, I, I can make it up to you. Let me help. There's nothing this. you can do. The damage is done. Why don't you take some pictures of yourself and post them online, huh? <laughs> then you can know how I feel. Peyton, I didn't mean to. Audrey should have shut her fucking mouth. Why would she even say... At that point, you just commit to the lie and something you don't say for years. that are 140th of that bad. Yeah. Like, literally, like... Like, just, like, not even... Barely on the record bad. And I, I've i just been like, no, I can never admit to that. Mm -hmm. If I, I'm too... I'm in too deep. Yeah. Like, there's no way I'm ever admitting that. Like, this yeah. is just... Like, she didn't need to volunteer that. Like, she wasn't even being pressed about it. No. It just It was like, hey, why are you at this party? Why didn't you tell me about this party? And she's like, okay. I posted the photos. It's like, what? No, there's no correlation between that. Why didn't you just that. say, I don't know, I felt like you were being weird to me in the library the other yeah. day. Like, some yeah. other bitchy excuse. Or, and again, if you are like, if you were having your revenge moment, just like live in it and say, I didn't invite you because I don't want to go to a party with a slut. Yeah, or you know, like ha or, have that moment, or have her be like a brilliant arch villain where she's like, "Yeah, I've been planning this for years." You have some like, confidence, yeah, girl. I pl did, remember years ago when I planted in your head that your boobs were so small that yes. you should get a boob job. Like she's been working yes. on this for like five years. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that would actually be wonderful if she was the one who created the body image in the first place. Exactly, and then like she, but like just seeing her like. Be so. I mean, who admits to something you like know this? She was under duress because I don't know if you noticed, but it was like freezing. Their their breath, their breath is, is fully showing. showing this entire during this like fun party. They're wearing nothing. Well, they're wearing. They're not like dressed like skimpy, but they're meaning that she's in a blazer and they're like a miniskirt. They're mostly wearing nothing. They're wearing. I mean, and if your breath freezing. is showing, you're at least wearing like a pant or like a long dr dress with tights on underneath. It. Right, and 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 the and, and she has been at this party. She's nervous because she's with the cool people and it's cold. She's uncomfortable. She's not in her right mind. And she just kind of can't take life at that moment and can't keep it in. Seasonably, like, I'm just not sure where we are. Like, the scarves are telling one story yes. and then the skirts are telling another. Well, you know, slaves to fa you know, slaves to fashion. Mm -hmm. they, they're they just, you know, 
what? <laughs> people are slaves of fashion. <laughs> Let me tell you something. In Seattle, those teenagers, yeah. it's fashion first, comfort second. Totally. You know, and by the way, I'd like to say it's this whole thing that she uploaded the photos to Shuttermug.com, which is a new website in this in the universe here, yeah. in the in this revenge porn universe. Right. And then she took them down. It's a little convoluted because it's basically yeah. Carl went and hacked the photos from this website. And then it's like what? Yeah. Like what she's saying basically is that like, oh, I like uploaded these pictures to your own Flickr. Yeah. And then like someone must have gone in and screen capped at them. that moment. Yeah. I, I thought that was a little like a weird step. I, I was expecting what was going to happen right, right from the get go was that this girl, she's on the wait list at Dunsforth. <laughs> And so she sent the photos to Carl to get her kicked out of Dunsforth, and then the spot would open up for Audrey. I thought that was what was going to happen. Yes, that's what I thought too. But then that would take away the hacking thing. But I mean, that's like the whole like I don't know. I'm just well, actually, though, it actually, it's not that it takes away the hacking. It actually supports this whole idea of that like he did nothing wrong because he was sent the photos. So they have to bust him on hacking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's where I thought they were going with that on that on that note. I mean, there's just so much story to fit into this. There's so hour much hour and a half movie. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a like lot a of Thomas Pynchon novel. How much you know? exposition could they have truly done on like the reality of of porn? Revenge it's porn. you know there are layers and there's a lot to wade through i do feel like you need to come in i mean i wonder what this movie is like for like the average like you know 60 something year old woman who's just flipping through her channel right i mean first of all she probably is scandalized by the title yeah but then she she sees this and she's like what is revenge i mean i could see her going the entire movie still being like so wait what's revenge porn she had an at, well, yeah, she, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, she might have a sense of it. I think she's come up, away with an idea of more like, this is why I'm not on the social medias. This is why the, 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 the Instagram. That's it's why like I a, told them I'm not, the, the grandkids they, are not getting too a tablet. many photos. No. Don't you don't take need a picture. Like, tablet at don't put old. me in your photos. I don't want to be on mm-hmm. Eat My Ex or whatever it's called, you know? Like, that's. <laughs> You know, that's what the, that's what the, that's what the women are. Th- Nana's are on xmyx.com. Yeah. So Peyton's telling her mom about what happened. The phone rings. It's Jane, her friend who was revenge porned, the mom. Right. And she was denied partial custody because the judge thinks she's an unfit mother. Yeah. This is when the writers were like, let's just decide to do a C story right now. Yet Anna Nicole <laughs> was allowed to have Daniel through his death. Like, yeah, that. I- I mean, come on. There was, by the way, Jane is not telling us something. There's something else that's that's gone wrong. I mean, I was wondering too because Jane does not look like she has lived. I mean, I don't think Jane's nose has been clean her whole life. Uh, th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's she's saying it's it's one of those situations where you take her side because she said that you know this revenge porn thing like that took away my kids. And you're like, fuck that. Like this system is wrong. And then you find out, wait. Jane is up to some shit and And like like, she made herself sound good, but she is, she's fucked up. Well, like let's look at the scenario in which she got revenge porn. And like, this is obviously a judgment. It's a little bit sex negative, but let's think about it. She is a newly single woman. She and her husband are, are, have divorced and she's out on the prowl. She meets a guy at a bar. Yeah. Things get out of hand as she says. Absolutely. And then she winds up taking a bunch of nudie pics. Now, I wonder, one, is the dad with the kids 
B, like... Where are the kids? That seems like... I mean, I don't know. I've never been divorced before. So I don't know if you just lose your mind and just start fucking randoms. Yeah. But like... How about this? What else was on that table? What that, white substances were on that table? I was like a salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> the salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> lines mm-hmm. of cocaine. Yeah, lines of cocaine. Tequila. At the best. At best. Yeah, tequila. You know, I do think that tequila was involved in the night that her pictures were taken because... Yeah. It's a hallucinogen and it makes people do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think that Jan's not giving us the full story. And I'm, I'm I, I like to think that earlier I was like, you know what, who are this, the, the, what's this patriarchy that slut shames this woman and then takes away her kids. But it makes me wonder like, did I come down on that judge too hard? I think you did. I think I'd like to get all the facts. I think first. that maybe I would like to know more. Although I do feel like it is a pretty, that's a pretty, cause Here's the other thing. It is pretty significant for a mother not to get custody, at least partial custody. Yeah. You have um, to be like Catherine Dennis. I mean, you know what I'm saying here. Don't, don't bring her- say that. I'm saying that's what happened. That's he what happened. He makes to her. the kids live in the back house. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's what happened. Free Catherine. Okay. okay listen, wait. I'm, uh, listen, you know, <laughs> I want Catherine to be freed too. Okay. So that okay. way she can follow that modeling career of hers. And get back. I'm on a tra- big fan. Of course. I know. I'm. I'm a defender. I miss Cooper. Oh. oh I God, hope Cooper, Cooper had fun at the flamingo. The well, you flamingo. see. Do you follow his Snapchat? I don't. Should I? Because yes, because he gets wasted every single week okay, and like does fall. like his the way that like Wells from The Bachelor was famous for doing it because he's adorable and yeah. funny. Like it's like that, except it's like mean Southern gay funny, oh, but like also like his skin is just crazy. It's like it's like <laughs> now you realize, oh, he must have been wearing makeup a lot on the show. He probably was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a question, actually. Yes. We talked about Jane here. She called up saying, I got to focus on my kids, right? Yeah. But wasn't there a scene earlier, because I think it, this doesn't come out of the blue. There's a scene earlier where Jane, I think she asks Elaine for something. And Elaine's like, I'm sorry, Jane. I can't do this right now. Shit's going down. And and Jane was like, no. Oh, like, okay, fine. So am I making that up? Wasn't there like a, like a moment of urgency where Jane got shot down and, and I felt like this was her turning her back or does that does oh no that actually does sound familiar but i'm not sure it what was that like a throwaway was. scene it was like something was happening it was one of the many different emergencies yeah and and i think that so it makes me wonder if like jane was being a little petty right now being like you know what fine you didn't help me i'm gonna leave your mission oh yeah i don't know I I'll have to know. I'll have to look back at that. But okay so here's another clip that comes up we see another carl video and these are always just harrowing yeah they can't get me on unlawful images because I didn't steal any of the pictures. I just gave A a place to screw over B. I'm untouchable and untraceable, bitches. And my reach is far and wide. Think about that the next time you leave the nest. Tune in next week. Maybe it's your ex we toast. The nest. The nest. He's back, back to the to birds. The nest. Yeah. Um, also, what I like is that he's sort of like a straight guy doing uh, like like gay talk like think okay. about that bitches uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're right <laughs> like it's it. tonally tonally like it's all on the because it is also very dark to hear a straight man speak that intense i mean like he seems violent yeah like you just get violence from him yeah i i agree he menacing and, and but and, there's something that goes on with this character later on in this movie that i do want to spend some time on you have to we really glossed over the truth of Carl, which is, and Carl's truth is not a pleasant one. 
And it's it's not a pleasant one, and it's it's a surprising truth that just sort of falls in our laps. Yep. So the dad uh, is driving David, and he gets pulled over by a cop. Oh yeah. He's got a tail light out. Mm-hmm. Cop comes back with a gun. He's like, "Get out of the fucking car! I have a warrant for you." Oh yeah, you like to hit your wife? Like he's getting that was a fun <laughs> twist. He's getting arrested for beating his wife. Carl hacked into the system. I mean, this is now we're getting to some Sandra Bullock the net situation here. Yeah. Like he hacked into the system. And put out a warrant for domestic abuse from dad, whatever yeah. dad's name was. I forgot. John. David. David. Yeah, David's been beating Elaine. I was like, now that, now that's some shit right there. Maybe it was his first wife. See, and that gets back to the issues about the trust issues. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It actually that would have been amazing if Carl had hacked, had, had unearthed, like, when shit went down, when Elaine cheated, yeah. you know, and, Carl, and David lost his mind and... There was a fight and he like slapped her. It yes. was like a one moment and it was terrible. And the cops were called and they said they just buried it, whatever. And there's this record that's locked that's like locked away in the precinct. And Carl Hacks unearths it and then builds a warrant around it. And then this has to come out and Peyton has to learn this dark truth. That's some good shit right there. Truth. Well, wait. Okay. Here's another side. Let's do it. When a cop on TV arrest someone for either child molestation or beating a woman, mm-hmm. the cop cannot keep their mouth shut. Like they can't just be like, you're going in. We'll deal with this at the precinct. Yeah. Like they always have to taunt them and be like, yeah, you like hitting women. Like, Oh yeah. You like diddling kids. Yeah, like yeah. they're just like, they have to like taunt the person while they're cuffing them. Right. Always. always. And it's like, I believe that happens to an extent with some cops, but I also would guess that there's a lot of cops that don't really, I mean, maybe they're just trying to provoke them to get them to say yeah. something that can and will be used against them. But right. like, I don't know what I don't know. Whatever. And I'm not sure I heard Miranda rights during that scene too. Oh, there to was be, zero. Just Miranda to be a stickler, so it was, he was going to get off anyway. No. And maybe mm-hmm. if David were a real lawyer and not an architect, he would know that. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and by the way, one thing that I thought was amusing about this movie was like. Oh my God, he's getting thrown in jail. And the next scene, well, we got you out of jail. I was like, okay, well, they really didn't, they really didn't let us live in that that peril. Right. You they're know? like, you're out on bail. So I was like, oh wait, so this guy has to go back to court eventually for this <laughs> bullshit case with his wife who shows up completely unbeaten in her gorgeous <laughs> scarf with her hot preteen. Well, why do you think she daughter. has that scarf? Why do you think he got her that scarf? Because he beat her and he needs to cover the marks but, on her neck. But you know what though? Like again, the movie. Basically, Carl is proving to be more of like a nuisance than a life ruiner. It's like, oh no, my spot at Dunsforth. Oh no, we're, we're gonna call. We'll fix it tomorrow. Oh no, I've been thrown in jail. Uh, uh, no, no, it's fine. We got it. Oh no, we're about to be driven off the road. Okay, we were just gonna park safely. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, nothing exactly. is really that terrible. So Carl texts and says uh, he gets the text after he's bailed out. It says, "Told you, it's gonna hurt. No one around you is safe." Birds, birds, birds. So. Elaine is doing laundry and her phone rings. Uh, Carl is now making threatening phone calls. David gets out of work and his uh, tire is flat. And there was a note on his car on the windshield that says, if you don't stop Elaine, we will. And you know, David, here's David's problem. He walks up to his car. As viewers, we can see there's blatantly a note on his windshield. That, I know. And then he sees the tire first and not the note. And then when you see when the camera is on the note, it's like big red letters like 
die, 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 whatever it says. How has he not noticed this? This is an inattentive person. It's like, it's so, it's so, it was annoying to me for a variety of reasons, but like also because like the way that people fuck with your car in parking lots can oftentimes mean a lot of things. Like there's a distraction or like they'll put something in your window shield so you'll go look at it or like, you know, and I know me. I'll drive around town with a Chinese food menu stuck under my windshield for 40. I like, yes. I don't even give a shit. I'm like, yes. whatever, who cares? But and cinematically, this was also a lost opportunity to do um, one of my favorite <laughs> scary movie things, which is alone in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. He gets the note and then it's like, he hears something Footsteps. and it's the, hello, who's there? You know, and then like explore it, even though he should just get into his car, like looking and then you see a shadow move. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck is there? And then, like, reaches to his, like, his key because he didn't gouge them. And then it's just, like, a cat, you know? Right, we we could have right. had that moment. And I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been a nice moment. We needed that. So before we get to the absolute, I think, I mean, for me, this is where I was, like, yes, this is why you picked this movie. There's yeah. so many fucking layers here. Yeah. This is, this is what you came for, all right. right? Elaine is leaving her yoga class. By the way, I just want to, like, announce to everyone... We took a little like fiver, Stephen peed. I don't know, probably did a few bumps in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I ate a peanut butter cup. Stephen's a cocaine addict. You know that, right? I, I assume. How would you do all these podcasts unless Stephen is the chillest coke addict of all He's time? Just, uh, well, I'm, I'm looking at him and he can't stop fidgeting. He and snorts Adderall. And Stephen, I'm sorry to bring you. Sorry. I, I just <laughs> want to mention that. Stephen doesn't do drugs. Don't. Uh, I also had a peanut butter cup and I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't even like a special peanut butter cup they're all special to me but I have now started smoking a cigarette indoors with all the windows shut and I'm on my second glass of wine because we're getting to I would say where the movie really heats up and where Mm -hmm. I would say like the no child left behind act really needed to be in place when when this man was going to school yeah yeah this was this things take a turn in a way that I was not expecting. And when I say in a way I was not expecting both in terms of how they take a turn and the method, like I was surprised at how it all, all went down. Okay. So wagon stuff ready. Wanna come? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking about, well, we're about to have a big Carl scene. Okay. So I understand why so he's upset. This is, okay. So Elaine is coming out of yoga with her girlfriends. I love that. She's still taking time for self care. Even yeah, in the we, middle of all of this. I know. I would have liked it if her yoga, yoga routine had been a little bit more established in the first act, but you, you know, yeah, like she's a like, yoga this is, head. Yeah. This is like a little like deus ex machina, but fine. Okay. Elaine, are you still insist I call you Miss Force? I'm going to call the police. You've seen what good that does. You must get tired of hiding behind your drones and computers. <laughs> what do you want? How quickly we forget. History class. You were the sweet young teacher. I was the horny freshman in the front row. Damn, was I ever hot for you. <gasps> Eddie? You're Eddie Cook? That's right. Yeah, I was never really feeling the Eddie vibe. So I started going by my middle name. I think Carl suits me better. Don't you agree? Why did you choose my daughter to destroy? Well, at first your sweet little Peyton was just another slut on X My Ex. And then you started messing with my sight. I was like, who's this bitch? 
So I went to a Facebook page, and then there you were. And older, but still hot. I couldn't believe it. So this is just some sick revenge fantasy. You got me kicked out of school and sent to a juvie hell. I got beat up every day, and one guard even had his way with me. You basically ruined my life. Then why go after my family? Just if this is between you and me. This is so this is the part of the movie where I'm like when she's like, but why are you doing this to me? I'm like, he just told you he was raped in juvie. Yes. Like this man is obviously suffering severe PTSD. And like this really all kind of falls on whatever guard had his way with him in juvenile hall. Yeah, exactly. How about this? You spent the past two or three weeks in your living room, going after every single lead, yeah. trying to find any possible link. You didn't you didn't recognize this kid? This is a kid who caused a scandal in your career, perhaps right. even caused you to retire. Right. And like you're, I don't know, you're maybe 41. Maybe. Right. right. So you were probably, this is like 15 years ago, and you don't remember his face ever. And all the times you're looking at him, you never think, who is this kid? There's something familiar you don't about do a, him. You don't do like a basic Google search. Like exactly. you can't like figure out that his first name is Eddie. Like a you don't even hear the last name. Solve this easily. I mean, this is just like, this is a major failing on her part. So it's just like, uh, this whole thing is just fucked though. Because like, for me, like that's not a throwaway line. Yeah. Like one of his, one of the guards had his way with me. Yeah. And the fact that this is treated as a throwaway line yes. is so odd to me yes because like yes it shows why he's mad but it also shows why he's not just mad he's a fucking victim himself and i'm sure a lot of his anger towards women and people in general comes from the fact that he was like raped by a someone who was supposed to be a person of authority in his life I'm, i'm a little surprised actually that his anger has been channeled towards women or even this woman and not maybe the gays, people, the gays people mm-hmm. of authority, yeah. cops, guards, whatever. I'm just, well, cause I, I, I just feel like it's a, a strange, it's a strange child's term. mind, right? With the child's mind, you're right. not going to think, Oh, the problem is authority. You're going to think, Oh, the problem is that bitch that like got right. me in trouble with the principal. Right. Right. Exactly. It's it's a strange thing. It's strange that he would go approach her at yoga and tell her all this also. Like, why would he just, like, he just unloads it. It was kind of like, this, the writer of this movie got a note, listen, 
we love what you've done in Act Three, but it's running long. Yeah. You know, it's a TV movie. It's not a feature. We don't have as much real estate. You need to condense this. You got to figure out a way. She's like, fine. We're just going to put all the backstory, all the exposition in this one random moment that makes no sense. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then we get a little bit more of it because Elaine explains to Peyton that Cook was a student who wrote her love poems and drew incredibly graphic photos. <laughs> but she doesn't remember his face at all. No, no, no. But like, See, it's just now- like, uh, my mind went to like how like what are these graphic photos that are so disturbed or the graphic drawings that are so I mean you can only was, get like unless this man missed his calling as yeah. like an amazing artist there's yeah. only a certain amount of graphic that you can get I like, like to th- I like to think that he was actually drawing graphic photos of code because he <laughs> he lives and breathes it's like the most beautiful parentheses yeah and yeah you know like if then loops you know he, I don't know what all these zeros and ones mean but I don't feel comfortable with it you're this, going to the principal <laughs> this binary code is a little bit too intense this boolean code no <laughs> so um basically they get to the point where like she's like you know all of this for that and basically Elaine's like I don't think any of this was planned I think he saw an opportunity and he went for it yeah okay and honestly if you're running a revenge porn site like you're already kind of a broken person this is exactly the kind of thing you're waiting for is someone who's hurt you in your life something that can hurt them rolls on your desk and you're just like how can I fuck this bitch he you know he sees an opportunity where where and, and he'll seize the opportunity. For instance, when he was talking to her at the yoga studio, he was like, "You know, what I'm gonna do. I know what I'm gonna do to really terrify her. I'm just gonna like subtly stroke her cheek a little bit, and that shit worked." She was like, oh. "Well, but it is a very intimate gesture that he did. It I is. mean, that's the way you stroke the cheek of a lover." It, true, but she sort of also acted like he put like a dead frog on her head. No, he acted like that hand went down her pants I or mean, something yeah. or over her breast or something. Like yes. really. It she, was I don't know why she also didn't like slap him or why punch she didn't him, scream or just like, or, like call or convince. You know what I I think would have been traditionally lifetime is this is when the woman gets all calm, cool and collected and is like tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. And she calls 911 and just she just, just, she uh-huh. just leaves was, it or she or she records the whole thing. I thought that's what was actually going to happen. I actually thought that was the scene. And it just was just a just a very terrifying Elaine's stroke savvy, of the cheek. but she's not that savvy. No. Well, yeah. So Jane, the mom who had her kids taken away, um, hasn't come in to help. Like basically, um, she is not dealing with this whole thing. She calls Jane, she's like, I need your help. And Jane's like, No, I need to put everything I have towards getting my kids back. That's what I have to do. She walks into what looks like some sort of educational building, and I'm yes, like, everything. "Oh, she's going to go get her degree so she yeah. can get her kids back." Everything is, by the way, an educational building. Even the coffee shop was like clearly a different angle from some public. It school. was the high school, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Like, they well, no, I mean, this is also these are the kind of sad ass people that you know would take if they were offering adult yoga at the high school on the weekends. They <laughs> would totally go there. Like, like their their weekend entertainment is taking like continuing ed, like learning how to speak. German or it's something. just taught by like the art teacher that also yeah, studies origami, yoga. Yeah, this, we're just learning things. So Cook is arrested at his home. He's cocky as fuck. He's like, don't mess up my carpet. Make sure you wear those white booties. Be careful with my stuff. I'll be back in an hour. I somehow missed that carpet comment. Like he's, I like that the carpet is important to him. I mean, I liked it too for a lot of reasons. I did want to get some audio here that was important. Oh. So Elaine goes to her husband's office and she 
is ready to like reveal. Now this is where we're supposed to get all of the pipe. And by pipe, we, I, I realize I used this term last week on this show with Andrea. And for, if you don't know this pipe is basically like all of the information you need to know to understand the story, like the factual stuff, ways that they work it in. So like if, if this doesn't exist, then there's really no way to understand the story, but it's kind of a bummer. You don't want something that feels pipey. You know what I mean? And this movie was interesting because they decided to lay all the pipe at the very end. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Like this pipe, not like the, Oh, this is the answer to the mystery. It was like a, all the vital details you need to know to understand this movie. We're just going to wait till you get to the end. Yes. So you can reflect back and it makes sense. 100%. So this is uh, the scene where David and Elaine realize that they've, they've got this cook guy on lock. Yeah, no, I get it, but you've, you've had it for two weeks now. Listen, um, I, I gotta go. I'll call you back. Uh, what's up? I found the missing link. Cook was working with a hacker. Really? There's a group of women who received an email or a friend request from a John Smith. You think this is Carl Cook? It's very likely. He sent a false hyperlink to them. If you clicked on it, the hacker was in. He could get access to anything, everything that he wanted. Have you sent this to Agent Keller? I had the hacking victims document their stories. I sent everything to him. All of the dots came together today and they found the connection. Honey, wait, can you prove this? Two months ago, the traffic to xmyx.com slowed down. I guess the vengeance business hit a wall. And this John Smith, I guess he was hacking into computers looking for explicit pictures to put on the site. More hits, more pics, more pics, more hits. You get yeah, yeah. what I'm saying? We also think that he was trolling other sites like Shuttermug, and that's how he stole Peyton's pictures. Right. But David, the CCD has arrested Carl. So the evil genius is going away. I am on my way to the cyber crimes division right now. They are officially shutting down xmyx.com and they've told me that I can come and watch. Would you care to join me? I would. Thank you for reminding me about that scene because I had totally forgotten about what it. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get I love that. what I'm saying? Because like you get would have been fine, but she realizes, oh, that's not my line. What I'm I, I have to find the rhythm again. You get what I'm saying, like, and then. Oh. But you know what? I actually loved that acting choice. I'm not even. I loved it too. I'm obsessed. Because I would do that. I'd be yeah. like, you get what? Like, like I still saying was, my sentence. It was honestly, it was a beautiful acting choice on the part she, of the actress. Honestly, Elizabeth Rome. For her, like, they were like, we are going to test your skills because we're going to give you the the most pipe. Right. You yeah. Know? It's like the whole movie is this low key investigation because the investigation is really low key. It's like sitting there with like paper and pencil, like writing things. Yeah. And then, okay, we've decided to advance this investigation a huge amount. And even though we could have shown a lot of cool, interesting stuff about all these different women and this John Smith and all this stuff, let's just keep the bulk of this investigation for this one 30 second scene. It's almost like she comes in like um, a slightly more accessible Olivia Benson Mm -hmm. because she basically like she's thrilled that she's solved the case but she has solved a real case like this is a problem for many people yeah but she doesn't want to be like braggadocious about it but she's excited yes I think what was surprising is how much she solved in such a short amount of time you know she was you know if the case can go from A to Z and she's already, she's only gone from to, to letter C, she suddenly went from D to Z. If I may just make a very forced alphabetical you know, analogy. Yeah. She got that all very quickly off camera out of nowhere. 
And then yeah. all of a sudden she fixed it. There's a group of hackers. It. There was a group of hackers. Yeah. Like someone just like Working gave her, group, someone yeah. gave her the bottom line and she can just like parrot it out now. And yeah, like, feels we, good. we need to move this story forward. So we're just going to just like fix the entire investigation. And now this mystery is solved. So the entire family has been invited to the police station to officially delete X, my X from the internet. Mm-hmm. And, um, Which won't fix anything, as we already discussed. Right. So the daughter, <laughs> so the daughter like hits the return key, and it's she's like in the sites, like some numbers come up or whatever, and she's <laughs> like, and that's it. And the guy's like, the cop is like, that's it. Rather unceremonious, but it's gone from the internet for good. And it's yeah. just like, first of all, this is not the way. This would already be a, an FBI level investigation. <laughs> like, this isn't like the local Seattle precinct, which, yeah, by the way, cyber crimes we had no idea where this movie took place until like halfway through. I would say, like, maybe halfway through the second act during the commercial break, that commercial break mid second act, they'd come back up and you just see the space needle for yeah, five seconds. They, they had like, you know 25 extra dollars in their Shutterstock accounts they're like okay can we just like buy this footage they're of like the space needle can we <laughs> take the drone from the paintball scene and just do a quick some quick just, drone footage of as, the space needle as long as we have it for the day can we just like just send it up <laughs> can you like just should we go to Mount Rainier no no we'll just we'll just stay here by um, that's so funny so um, Cook says that he wants to see Elaine face to face and the detectives are like that's like completely unlawful why would we do that and Elaine's like no I want to see him I'm and wearing a black turtleneck and it's not for nothing okay we're gonna okay. put it to use I'm gonna Steve intimidate Jobs. someone okay so and a trench by the way Stephen, I do want to apologize slash audience. I want to apologize. I have saved a lot of the audio throughout this movie for the last for the last part of it, because as I said, this movie really lags at the beginning. And if you're one of those who watches the movie because of the podcast or if you go back or if you're like, I've watched this movie a million times, you know the best the best part is at the end. So yeah. if you're watching this, just suffer through those first 30 minutes. <laughs> suffer through Audrey. Like, I liked suffer- it. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought I was into it. We I were, was. I, maybe I was tired. You know what? You probably have seen a lot of these movies, so your standards are higher. But my standards are, I was just like. Oh, no. I have no standards. <laughs> like, I, but no. Every single movie by my fourth view, I'm like, wow, I really know shit about the world. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah. And I could be taken advantage right. of and I'm going to get arrested. Right. And also, I'm probably being money is being siphoned from my bank account every second of the day, all the time, every date I've ever gone on, probably stole my credit card. Yep. So this is a great scene where Elaine confronts Carl. I'm trying to think like when this happens in movies, because I've seen this scene before where like the victim gets to finally talk to their the person who's hurt them this whole time. Well, so usually it happens, I would say, at the midway point, because usually what happens is they say something, they're feeling good about themselves, or maybe it's like the three-quarters away point, but the person they're saying it to gets out of jail, and then it's like, oh, fuck, now he's really mad. He's going to come back to get to get through. In fact, what this movie is really missing is uh, a scene of, of Carl at home where they, they come to try to stop him. And, you know, he says it in his little videos. He's like, you can't touch me. But we need to see that he's right there and that they could have, like, that he's just tantalizingly close, just down the street. They want to arrest him. 
but they can't because they don't have the proof. That would have made you be like, oh, Carl. I know like the Airbnb they rented for the exterior yeah. shot of Carl getting pulled away from his house, like probably like wouldn't let them shoot inside. Yeah. But like I really needed a glimpse at his home life. Yeah, there was too much of Carl on that doing those like weird interstitial like yeah you sort of thought it was like a generic presence you know i thought like the villain was gonna be i don't know what the villain was gonna be but i would have liked to to get back to what you were saying that like everything he's everything he does is is legal yeah and that isn't that so frustrating so just to have him there and you know he's there and you can't touch him yeah that would have really added a layer of of, of pain i mean like also i'm just looking at the fact that this this guy was molested he was molested. And like, he has a house, by the way. He's a homeowner. That's and good. he's a homeowner. That's good. I mean, he's made his money probably not in the best way, but True. God bless. I God mean, bless. it's not, uh, Seattle isn't cheap. It's hard to, it's not, and it's hard to rebound from the trauma of, you know, juvie, you know, rape. Yeah. And that is the other thing that I'm just like, can we just show for one second? I mean, they don't, this is lifetime, so we're not supposed to have any compassion for the male characters, yeah. which is fine. Um, but I do think that that was a weird choice to like either the guard raped him and we learn more. That's because right. I, that's what I call a read more about it situation right. where it's like, I need to read. I'm like, okay, I need to know how he's rebounded from this rape. Right. I need to know like how it affects him in his day to day. Like, yeah. is he stunted? Like, is he still watching like Saved by the Bell and hang time? Like yeah. on his TV? Because that's what happened. I mean, I don't know. That's, I, where I'm at. To be fair, he said one guard had his way with me, which does keep the door open to it to be a non-rape situation. It could theoretically be that the guard was like beating him up a lot. Okay. Okay. That's true. That's true. Which Maybe could. it was an acting choice but to if, make it sound. Yeah. But if he was beaten up a lot, I think that the trajectory of his life would be that he'd hit the gym and he'd become like really buff. Yeah. Because he you did know? say he, he was beaten up a lot, but just not. That's true. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Here's the that He never scene. got stronger. What a nice surprise, Miss Forster. Thanks for coming. Sorry, I can't get up. What? No yoga pants today? That's too bad. You were looking mighty fine the other day. In total hot belt. Big words coming from someone in handcuffs. Momentary setback. How's that pretty little Peyton yours? She is one fine piece. You bastard. You nearly ruined her life. And you had no problem ruining mine. You have victimized so many women and girls, destroyed so many families. Do you not have a conscience? Hey, I didn't take the pictures. These bitches did, and they did something to piss off their boyfriends and husbands bad enough, they had to post on my site. It's karma, baby. Yeah, well, look where you're sitting, Mr. Cook. <laughs> Don't you worry about me. I'll be out of here in a half hour. Just you wait and see. Mrs. Harris, it's time to go. Bitches be going down. That's the real bitch, and you're the one who's going down. See online, teach. teach. Oh, like that's that. so good. Like, I feel like that's almost like um, uh, Billy, uh, uh, what's his name? He played Sling Blade. Um, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob. That seems like a Billy Bob yeah. Thornton, Thornton could have killed that line. Yeah. See I, online, teach. Teach. I, I hate when people call teachers teach. I think it's a weird thing to say. I, I also think... No one does it in real life. No one, I've never heard it done in real life. No. Also... Bitches be going down. So it's funny. When I heard that line, I was like, that is a hilarious line to have in there. I didn't realize it was actually a reference to a line that was on his website. Like, it's his website's tagline. But, like, it's Even also, then. like, 
that doesn't make it more clever or less awkward. Yeah. It's like, so you're quoting your own website? Yeah, bitches be going down. And the thing is this. I mean, I guess the brand commitment is impressive, but like... Can like can you? I mean, you have one you have one shot to really destroy this yes, woman. Yes. And you and you failed in the yoga parking lot. Right. And so. and yeah. And by the way, the yoga insult, <laughs> you could do better. <laughs> yoga Where's your ins- yoga pants? But it actually is kind of amazing. No, because he wanted to see her curves. He's addicted I know. to them curves. I know. It actually, I take it back. It was actually a great insult because you know she was probably like. Should I wear this trench and black turtleneck thing? Is like too much look or not? Should I just go with what I know? And then when he says that, she's like, fuck. I should have worn the yoga pants, actually. I was thinking about it. Because then it's like 10 to... She would she be would, fucking with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's always wanted those. what's inside those yoga pants. Like if, if right before they went in the room, she's like, wait. And she just like stripped down to her underwear in the hallway yeah. and then walked in there and made her... Just completely disarmed him. Yeah. That would have been... Dream come true. I mean, great writing. Yeah. Okay, so we find out this one month later. Uh, we're outside the court. We're finding out that really this guy can only do two to seven years in jail and um, unless they get a lot more victims. Yeah. And just like that, eight other victims show up. Like well, Peyton's like, Mom, look. <laughs> and there's like literally not all, not only are there more victims, but it's like they all carpooled together. <laughs> yes, they all got, the super shuttle dropped them off. We rented a van. It's going to be in the church parking lot. I spoke to the pastor. You guys can all park your cars there, and then you're going to get in the shuttle and take it to the courthouse. Like that's what it felt like. There was there was a moment of tension though of will they or will they not show up, and then it's like. <laughs> Over the hillside come the heads of the victims, you know, except as you said, they were just like one little clump of, of quiet women. Totally. No, exactly. Like you're supposed to be like, wow, it does take a village. But so Cook walks up to them and I love like this famous, always in movies, maybe in real life, this famous mm-hmm. like outside of the courthouse scene where it's like there's press there and like you go, you're just standing there with it's you and your attorney and them and their attorney. Right. And, and you can still interact because you're not in the courtroom. Right. And Cook walks up to them. He's like, you've all done this to yourself. If you want justice, stop taking nude photos. I'm the real victim here. This is America. Believe me when I say I'll be seeing you all online real soon. Believe him. Believe, Believe him. him. I like the, I like when people say this is America when it's stuff like obviously filmed in Canada. This is America. This is America. I just love this is America in general. Because like, what does that mean anymore? It mean, What it means is in America... You have to take responsibility of your nudity, mm-hmm. and you. It's maybe in another. Maybe if you're in Europe, it's okay to take a nude shot and just send it all over Paris. Yeah, like a Parisian would. Yeah. But in America, you have to have some self-respect. But like, this is America. I have rights. Like, we don't live in that world anymore. Like, <laughs> you can be in America and do a ton of shit and have your rights completely ignored now. Like, yeah. this is not the golden era of the 80s where you can be like, I have rights, which really even then only worked for white people. That's true. But like, that, it, it's just, it's it's like, this means nothing. Well, it would have been interesting if they touched on free speech because then that's an interesting, an interesting I facet. I think that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, like, this free speech... I'm an artist and I'm, you know, showcasing my free speech through this is my act, you know, bitches free be going. You know what? It's not just bitches be going down, it's free speech be going down. This is something that I feel like celebrities that would support this cause would be like as wide ranging from like Howard Stern to Jodie Foster being like, Well, I don't agree with the nudes, but like once you take away someone's right to do whatever. Yeah. And you're like surprised. You're like, even Susan Sarandon's behind. Like, of course, Susan Sarandon's behind this. Susan Sarandon. You'd be surprised. She'd attach herself. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, Dominic texts Peyton to catch up. Um, and she's like, yeah, we, you know, we'll hang sometime. Cool. Yeah. It's a celebratory dinner that night. We find out that he is going to be going away. Carl's going to be going away for seven years. Yes. But what they don't know is that the motherfucker is inside the house. I did not expect that. No. I have to say, I thought this was just like the epilogue. We were going to learn that everything was fixed with Dunsforth. 100%. And it was like, I thought the movie was truly just like wrapping up because everything was so wonky about the movie. Yes. That I would not be surprised that there was a sort of like an, an anticlimactic moment. I thought the climax was that the victims all came together and then Jane came to her senses and we came back into the fold. Totally. We resolved the C story because we were worried about Jane. Was she like, you know, not focusing on what was important other than her kids? That would have made that an ABC family movie, like uh, yeah. Cyberbully starring Emily Osment. This yeah. is this is what makes it a lifetime movie because it goes to the next. It, this is where I was like, I you got made startled. a good decision. I, I, watched, I literally, I literally I, got startled. I chose this on a, I chose this on a, just a whim based on the title. Yeah. And uh, I had no idea. So this is, it's the movie completely redeems itself. So he has a gun and like a carbon monoxide tank. And he already says he's like taken off the carbon monoxide detector. detector. So I want to play. Which doesn't, by the way, doesn't affect anything. He's like, just so you know, the detectors are are disabled. So when you suffocate, it'll be very pleasant. There'll be no annoying noises. (laughs) It'll be like quiet as hell. Quiet death. So I think that we should play this entire scene um, because it's all very, really important. It's a lot of you're going to hear a lot of action noises. Mm-hmm. Just Foley. assume it's people fighting in a very staged way. Yes. Here's to that cockroach going to prison for the next seven years. And hopefully doing more time once the police time into that drone attack. Yeah. Here's the thought. Why don't we go down tomorrow and watch Carl officially taken into custody? Sounds great. Sorry, I don't think you're gonna make it tomorrow. Good evening, Elaine. David. We finally meet in the flesh. But I've already seen some of your best bits. I would hate for you to die in front of your family, David. (laughs) Not just yet. As you know, to jail tomorrow. But first, I had to pay my last respects. You need help. No. You need help. I've already hacked into your system and disengaged your CO detector. In a moment, I'll turn the valve in this tank and release its goodness. If you lose consciousness, mine will be the last face that you see. I might even post photos. You sick bastard. Carl. Please, please don't do this. Hey, please. It doesn't do any good to beg. Maybe a little bit of begging. It might even turn me on. Now shut up.
Okay. That is the line I take the most issue with in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Because this was not a movie about people messing with her family. Yeah. This was like, hey, Carl, like, it's like, something about revenge. Yeah. Part. Like, 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 you know what she should have said? Who's vulnerable now? You know what she should have said? Bitches be going down. Yes! <laughs> here's, okay. So here's where, okay, I've got a few issues here. Okay. First of all, you're not going to suffocate someone with an open concept living room, dining room, right. kitchen situation. There's too much room. You're not going to get the concentration. So it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have worked in the first place, mm-hmm. right? It was a small canister. Second of all, they had a lot of mileage with that. I mean, he got beaten up by three different people with that canister, you know? Like, yeah. And second of all, or third of all, I loved when he's, when he's detailing his, his evil plan, when he goes on a whole monologue and he goes, now shut up. <laughs> like, they weren't talking. You were monologuing. <laughs> yeah, this whole fight scene is great because it's like standard. It's just standard movie fight scene. Yeah. It, it's almost like... I mean, no one would ever expect this to go there. It's also so questionable to me about how this man was convicted of, and, of these counts and then somehow got to spend a night at home and then was going to turn himself in. And like, yeah. he's not Nicole Richie being convicted of a DUI and then he gets to drive to jail 40 days later and spend 72 hours in there less or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's already proven to be, uh, at the very least a flight risk at the very most a danger i mean hello did we not see the drone the menacing drone he would there's no way he would be out you know no no way yeah it was it was um it was it was it was strange uh but it was stirring and i, I was a missed opportunity to say something really you know really good there at the end don't mess with my family don't like, is that, honey, is that what this has been about for you? Yeah. Because I thought you were worried about, like, Dunsworth or Yeah, what whatever. about Dunsworth or Dunsforth or whatever Duns- that? Dunsforth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what about that, huh? And also, are, is Dunsforth going to appreciate that you killed a victim of child molestation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And where's Audrey, by the way? We never get any sort of, <laughs> Oh, no, like, Audrey's never like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry your dad got shot. I mean, all of this is Audrey's fault. It's, like, it's she, a huge amount. Well, it's, it's the body image fault can you imagine if someone got in his body image's fault but <laughs> can you imagine if someone died at the result of this that audrey literally would have like blood on her hands for the yeah. rest of her life yeah i mean so so here's how i'm seeing if this were just a, a just a little bit of a sharper movie here's what i'm seeing it's not that okay it's not just that that uh carl mm. was sending messing letters mm-hmm. he obviously had an affair with elaine which is the root of the trust issues which is why when elaine is keeping things from david it's such a big issue and all this stuff comes out and, th- and that's why there was that that issue with the battery which is gets comes out again and that's why he knows to look for that battery thing because because carl was involved he knows that there was a fight because he was part of that you, you see what i'm saying wait what battery when he was when the, when David was falsely arrested for battery, remember we oh, said oh battery oh I thought you were oh, saying that they, no, he hid batteries there from could her. be there could okay. be a, a batteries in a sock moment but <laughs> this is what I'm saying I'm just saying that there could have been some real deep layers to it yeah and and Audrey you know like he and Audrey have both something to gain Audrey wants a, sp- a spot in Dunsforth he wants revenge on the woman he loved who said that he loved him back but didn't really you know mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of missed opportunity in this movie. Although I will say, 
again, impressed for this, impressed generally for this as a lifetime movie that has so much camp in it, that is trying to fit in a story that most of their target demographic will not understand. No, they have no idea what's going on. They're really trying to appeal to the youth here, but like this is where almost like sometimes they get it wrong, where it's like you're close, but like you needed to either focus more on the technology. And like the backstory here and make it less about revenge porn or you needed to just go full blown like old people will never understand this, which is like completely play down the technology part. And like just for all they know, there's nudie pics on the Internet. Exactly. I I agree. I I think the problem with this movie is it just didn't really know which lane to stay into. As often is the problem with these movies. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, sometimes people are like over ambitious and they're trying to make like. Like, literally something super cinematic. Yeah. Uh, an issue that I really had with the way it ended was yeah. that so much of the first act was about she gets into Dunsforth, Dunsworth, whatever the college is called. Mm-hmm. She gets in. She's so excited. Her friend was trying to get in. She didn't get in. Her yeah. future was this. Uh, you see the logo of the school everywhere. It's all about that school. All about that school. When the movie ends, there's no follow-up about the school. And in fact the thing that seems to be the redemptive moment for her to show that life is not only back on track, but better than before. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay. Don't spoil it. Cause we have to talk about two things first. Oh, sorry. I, I, th- I thought we were at the end. I'm sorry. We are, but David is in a sling reading the newspaper and cook pled guilty yes. to three counts of attempted murder. In addition to the seven years he was sentenced. Mm-hmm. So he's away for life now. <laughs> I know you're going to, and then the dad teases the mom and he's like, oh, you know, brains and brawn. And she's like, which one am I? And he's like, uh, brains and brawn. Like, he's supposed to be beauty, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she like play slaps him. But what when she play slaps him, she slaps him directly in his gun wound. It is and he's like, ooh, ow. Ooh, I'm hurt. Like, and he's like, geez. And the whole family's like, oh, my God, mom, like, you're... You're crazy. Like you didn't you didn't realize you're, so much for the brains. Dude, like your husband got shot and you're just like play slapping him. I like mean, how does that leave the brain so quickly? Well, I mean, she's proven to be very inconsiderate, right? She doesn't think about other people. Elaine? Well, I mean, towards men at least. Oh look, yeah. I mean, look at Carl. She look completely forgot yeah. Carl. Yeah. And I'm she, like, she, you ruined a man's think, life. She doesn't even think about Carl. Yeah. Who, you know, guard has way with him. I mean, I don't know. I think that if it doesn't involve her or her daughter, she was just like, I think she's like in her own world. Well, I want to play this very last thing that you talked about before, uh, which I is, to. Yes. this is, this is our resolve for the film, yes. which is like our ultimate takeaway is this. Yeah. Good morning. Hello. You're not driving to school this morning? You really do notice the little details. No, I just need some air. Ah, uh, cool. How are you doing? You know, after all that uh, crazy stuff happened. (laughs) I'm good. It's been an intense couple of months, but I'm glad we're finally just in the home stretch. I'm sorry if I wasn't there for you more. I guess I just, I didn't know how. No, you were amazing, really. I'm glad I can make you feel better. Come on, seriously. Well, hold up. (sighs) Just let me get this out. I wanted to ask you something, and, and please know I've been thinking about this for a long time. And it's probably the last thing on your mind. I don't know why I just said all that, but I, w- I was thinking. One more, like, wondering. If you're free, maybe you'd like to go to prom with me. What? 
Please, don't make me say that again. Why? <laughs> why don't I want to say that again, or why am I asking you to prom? <laughs> the second one. Because you're cool and continued my verbal dump this morning. I, I've always had a crush on you. Really? Before the pictures? Of course. I remember you in our ninth grade class, you'd always chew on your pencil and you were nervous for a test. <laughs> I thought it was the cutest thing ever. So, what do you say about prom? I'd love to go to prom with you. Cool. And it's really cool. Can I walk you to school? Sure. Oh, what are they going to say? At school? Yeah. Who cares what they say? right who cares girl like your dad got shot like you almost died there's still <laughs> definitely naked pictures yes. of you out there that like <laughs> yeah. could affect your standing at this university she's like you're right who okay. cares and like yeah. it's not just like yeah you think it's a who cares about what people at school think but you're like no in general this girl's our takeaway is who cares from this movie <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All of and his by pain. The way, it's also what the dad was telling her in the very beginning. Like, like the first act was like, listen, you just have to face this head on. Who cares what they think? You're still you. Just move forward. But it's only now, when she's been asked to prom, that she can finally let go of her insecurities, which is a weird message. It's also sad because, like, I feel like that's so basic. And, like, I expect more from Peyton. Maybe just, be- again, because she looks like 25 or something. Maybe I expect more from Peyton, but... I'm like, we're still like in a, will you take me to prom situation? Like you're like, you've already gotten into college. Like, I I mean, I don't know, man. It just is weird. It's a weird ending to a movie that was full of surprises. I don't know what else it could have been. I mean, I think that it would have been nice if we got to see the prom scene and something terrible happen to Audrey or for Audrey to like, hurt them to mend their friendship which would be almost impossible i think the way you would have ended it would be her making a speech at college yes talking about what she went through and why it's made her a better person or something like that oh my god then cheers and applause but like to and reduce then he it down her to grad night. Yeah. Yeah. That but would like to reduce good. it down to being asked to prom by the, by the cute boy, by Mr. Fanshawe, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just makes it so, it takes it back to an old time, like a different decade where all that matters is if you get the guy. Yeah. I, and I didn't like that. I felt like it should have been more empowering. I truly feel like it should have been more empowering. Yeah. Me. She's like, I can't believe I did all these slutty things and were, was exposed on the internet because I was sad about having But it's okay because the boy still likes breasts. me. Yeah. Yeah. and But in, in here I am. <laughs> Tiny breast. <The> mosquito bites. <laughs> but like, her, this is the thing is that like, <laughs> She has model boobs. Like, that's what Paris... I she mean, looks this, beautiful. She's yeah, amazing. She has great, have, she's great body. Right. She pa- doesn't need anything. But the fact that, like, this was never a, an issue for her before. You know, this guy was sort of into her in the beginning, and she didn't even care. She was like, okay, well, I mean, it's cool, but, like, I never talked to him before, so why should I care now, Audrey, you know? And now, all of a sudden... She's like, oh, awesome. And then she starts fishing for compliments on top of that. Wait, which one did you mean? It's like, <laughs> honey, you had nude pictures of you posted on the internet. You didn't lose your mind. You know what he meant. Yes, yes. He, you know, he, you know. Attention seeking. <laughs> 
he was more attention seeking behavior from Peyton. Yeah, I, I, I felt like what we saw was someone who was really not totally deserving of our sympathies, but also, we found out too little too late. Who cares? Like, I mean, I when she's like, yeah, you're right. Who cares? Like, I'm still, it's still not lost on me that I care that Carl was molested in <laughs> yeah. juvie. Like, that I care. And like, I yeah. would follow, I would like to, if, if, I mean, thank God I have a real Jody Arias. Like, if there was a fit, like a real Carl, like, I would be writing a letter right now. Yeah. Being like, hey, like, don't worry. I caught up on that undertone <laughs> yeah. of like that happening to you. And this woman just like callously being like, I'm a first year teacher. Like he wrote me a sexy poem. You should yeah. expel him. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe he's just trying to express himself. He's off. He's actually obviously very smart and mm-hmm. very capable. Totally. And, and he has been pushed down the wrong path as opposed to this guy. Dom, yeah. who his big observation is, oh, you're not driving to school when there's like no car inside. Like what? Like what? I mean, what? What do you think? She's walking. Also, she's Dom walking. Dom is like a no dick loser because he's like riding a longboard to school. Like a hot, a, long... a hot dude would be like riding like a regular skateboard. He, and by the way, he's not play football. If you ask me, <laughs> okay, he doesn't. I, I agree. I was like, that's a very large skateboard. Yeah. for a football player like you might as well be having someone pull you in a red wagon yeah yeah <laughs> hey enjoy playing like a football radio flyer. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think uh he's also he doesn't he's actually not very confident i mean what star of the football team gets embarrassed to say do you want to come hey to nerdiest me? girl in school who happens to be hot yeah like would you like to go to prom with me? Like, yeah, yeah. he's really struggling with himself. And he knows, he knows by the way that it's an easy yes. So just be like, Hey, hot nerd who once chewed on a pencil and it gave me a boner. Cause it looked like you were chewing on my boner, but I'll just say it was cute. Hey, hot pencil chewing lady who was shamed. You want to go with me? The hot guy. Cause I know you're not gonna say no. Cause no one else is going to ask you. <laughs> you're right. Right. Yeah, I think his only hesitation might be that she has just gone through a series of traumas. His hesitation is that she's probably actually already started dating an older guy who's in college. No, she's literally <laughs> dating a 45-year-old yeah. man. Like she's because she's had to grow up fast. She's dating the cop that helped her delete the website. <laughs> that cop was hot, by the way, I want to add. Wait, really? Oh, no, not that cop. I meant the cop who arrested her dad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was cute. <laughs> Actually, no, the, the, the CCD cop, the Cybercrimes Division cop, he wasn't that bad. He wasn't bad. He was cute. I don't remember him except that he maybe was old. He was a little toothy. Well, he was He was like someone who was like hot when he was like 20 in his 30s. In his 40s, like fine, but like, you and, know. and then you like see him at the bar and you're like, oh, he's holding like, on see, to. He was really cute. Like, uh, that's a good looking yeah, man. When he would like, yeah, probably in his youth, he would. Go to school on a very long skateboard. So, Ben. Yeah. Here's my question. What do you think is the most finely made film of all time? Like, best movie ever made? Best movie ever made, like, in the world of cinema? Or yeah. Something like that? I, I don't know. It's probably, like, The Godfather. I think that's, like, an excellent movie. Okay, so. And it's, like, very artful. We do a scale here. Okay. And we grade our different <laughs> categories. And out of each 15-episode season, there is a... A winner. Last okay. season's winner was Liz and Dick. It had our highest score oh. out of all the movies we watched. Oh, I which that I don't I saw that. necessarily know that I agree with, but I also I have to take into account that I always bring I I bring my guests bias into these scales okay. as well. So number one is the Godfather. Meaning <laughs> 
it's is this movie close to The Godfather or <laughs> number five, which is Mother May I Sleep with Danger? Okay, so we're gonna go okay. through all these different categories, and on a scale of one to five, where does it fall between The Godfather and Mother May I Sleep <laughs> right. with Danger? Yes, okay, this is interesting. <clears throat> acting. So, you know what? Believe it or not. I would put the acting at like a three, maybe a four, because that choice that Elizabeth Rome made to finish her sentence when you her got, architect husband. What I mean? Yeah, that yeah. was really good. When he said, when he was like, it's my turn to speak, and she said, no, I'm going to speak. That was a great choice. I'd give it a three or four. Peyton was really good too. Peyton was really good. Peyton was actually really good, even at that last scene when she had to pretend like she liked this dope. Do you want to find a 3.5 in there? Is that a 3.5? Are, are we allowed to do a fractional? Yeah, you can do a fractional. 3.5. Our last guest went wild with the fractionals. Do we have a question. Do people ever go into the threes and fours, or is that, like, ridiculous? I need. Oh, to... no. We've gone, like, full five on some. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to commit to a four, then. Okay. I'll give you a four. I would like to do a four. On, on... I was going to meet you in the middle on a 3.5, because I thought it was a three. Because some of these are really poorly acted. I thought Elizabeth Rome made some very good choices. I thought okay. Peyton made some good, and the dad was good too. And um, I'm trying. Uh, I think you need to bump up from a three to four for that woman alone, the one, the pediatric nurse. Oh, okay. So it's four. I'm saying four. Okay, underreactions, meaning something happened, and the reaction was basically nonplussed when it should have been plussed. Plussed. <laughs> Um, so I'm ranking that as like, 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 a uh, the, the mother may I sleep with danger is like super nonplussed or, or, or that's overplussed. It just means <laughs> that like something happens and like, pe- they just blow past like the child oh. molesting thing, like her being like, wait a minute. Oh my God. Like all she was focused on was like her predicament at that moment. Oh, this is like, a, like, yeah, this yeah. is like a five for that. Though, yeah. For, she for didn't being... scream. She didn't do anything. Like How about that? the fact that when the guy showed up, we didn't talk about this. When the guy showed up in the kitchen at the end there, there wasn't even an audible gasp. Yeah. Whereas meanwhile, he strokes her face and sh- you know, all that noise. Yeah. I think it's a four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Overreaction. Something happened and the reaction was way too big. That's, I would give that a, ooh. It's not huge on this one. It's, it's not really huge. Not. There is that stroke I just mentioned. And Peyton does cry a lot when she, like, she really loses Crying it. Crying is its own category as oh. well. Okay. I would give that one a two then. Because it really was really? only this. Okay. Yeah, right? I, think it was, I think it was appropriate reaction. I mean, there, there was that moment of, like, David, you must come home right now. She's crying. That was weird. But I still think it's a two. Dialogue. How close is this to The Godfather? <laughs> how dare you? How dare no, you put that's me in like this literally, position? I always do. You have no idea how much fun I have every How week. close is this dialogue to the. What was Andrea Siegel's movie last week? It was, um, it was something. We've had Pulp Fiction. We've had, uh, we've had tons of good ones, I've, but. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, bitches be going down. Is, so here bad. it loses a point because it could have had that great moment where she should, could have said bitches be going down before she gets him with a tank again. Well, I'm, I would say a three, a three for dialogue. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And I think that also I think the teens were written OK, but like in terms that like typically they write teens like 
they're human beings that don't speak real English. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like yeah. these teens like had a grasp on the English language. Right. That was good. But the overuse of, of, of Carl saying bitch all the time, which I know is supposed to make him seem like really misogynist, yeah. but it was actually very deliberate and it, it, that, that did not quite work. So then we have um, wardrobe, which has uh, its own category. It's its own score. And then we have two scores underneath that. So, okay. it, so we have wardrobe, wigs and weaves and makeup. So wardrobe overall, what do you, what would five. you that? It I was mean, that bad. Oh wait, no five. Oh, oh I, I like the wardrobe. Yeah, I thought the wardrobe was like a two, maybe. Okay, so it was a two then. Like, okay, it was so like I went whoever the other they way. had being the buyer, like getting everyone, getting all of... Uh, like, there were some nice patterns. What's his face? Uh, the, the guy, not Craig, Carl. Carl. All of his American apparel hoodies were perfect. Yeah, I, and I liked, you know, again... Elizabeth Rome had one top or maybe it was a dress that had this like geometric pattern on it that I liked quite a bit. I, yeah. I was a big fan of that. And scene stealing scarves. Scarves everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, including the yoga scene. Um, I mean, maybe deduce a half point for um, Audrey's blazers. but Oh, yeah. That's like where the two comes in is yeah. because it's just like, we'll give it a two five. Okay, two five. Okay, wigs and weaves. There were no. There really. were no. There were no like obvious wigs or weaves. In, no. as, as far as I could tell. I'll give it a one. Makeup. Was there any glaring makeup that bothered you? Mm, believe it or not, no, not really. I think the makeup was pretty. Some of Audrey's stuff was a little too much, but I was pretty happy with it. Pretty fresh faced in general. Fre- yes, that's would that be like a one? Yeah. So, uh, so one for wigs and weaves, one for makeup. Crying, crying is like that big emotional crying scene that you want in a Lifetime movie. Yeah. You got that a lot from him. Yes, nonstop. I would fact. say like the one thing that was missing from her performance was maybe some drool. <laughs> drool? Like when you're crying so hard, you're drooling a little bit. Or some of that hyperventilation cry. Yeah, well, that we kind of got that on the bed. You're right, we did. We got, we, well, she we got had some... to call her dad home from work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave the office, Peyton's crying. It's, a real, it's almost a 4.5, come home. <laughs> yeah, this is like seizure level. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I think this was like a, strong marks for the crying, so I would say this, this would probably be a 4.5 for the cry. Okay, 4.5. Yeah. Love. Victimization of the female character. Well, I mean, that was high. Well, okay. She was definitely victimized, but I didn't really feel the danger that much. It was not a strong danger thing because things kept on being fixed very easily. Things kept getting fixed. I try to think of like the overall females, like every woman in the movie. And like I... Obviously, the lead is important, but as you've pointed out, there's two leads in this movie. Yeah. I think the fact that the mom was chased like this, like yeah. she, I mean, obviously this, it didn't start out on purpose, but it became on purpose. Right. That's pretty victim-y. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, look, she had nude photos plastered all over the internet and those were never going away. No. And, no and that's a mother that. who has to deal with that, her daughter's disgrace. You have a, a pediatric nurse who was put in a different oh, wing. Oh, that is like, yeah, that for me makes this almost And one mother just loses her children just straight up. Yeah, that, that's a four for I think me. that's a four. That's a four. That's a lot of victimization. And then uh, the last category is font. Font. Uh, the font of the... Uh, of, of like the titles, the titles and, and everything. stuff like that. If you want, I can. I would like a reference, please. I. Okay, I can give you a reference. We're we're gonna pull up a reference because I actually have. Um, I'm probably best showing you the movie poster. 
Um, I. How uh, close is that to the Godfather? Uh, it's there needs to be there need to be some more serif. Um, I think I like I actually like it. There's sort of a futuristic look to it. It's sort of I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's not stayed. It they looks, usually do get very like curly. Yeah, no, I like that. It's like sans serif. It's bold. It, it sort of connotes computer code, like some like that monoscript. Is it monoscript? Monospacing computer, like a courier, but it's not a courier because it's it's sans serif. It's a little ombre. Yeah, well, the well, I like also the 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 kerning is very good. And what I is like, that word? Kerning is how close the letters are to each oh, other. Oh yeah, that was good. Revenge, I like revenge is orange, but porn is red, like red alert. Yeah, red like red light district, bright yeah. red danger. Stop doing this, but it's also porn is big. It's like porn. Yeah, it's like don't make sure. Yeah, rev- like porn is the first thing you need to know. Right. If you happen to glance up, oh, it's revenge porn. Right. It would have been fun if it was called Revenge of the God, porn. they know how to market over at Lifetime. They really do. Because you get people in on the ground floor with porn and big red letters, and then you it, look up. Yes. Oh, it's revenge porn. Oh, that's even more And there's the spectral image of Peyton in the background looking way more scandalous than the out. The dog doesn't like it. Wags doesn't like it. But look, this is what I'm going to point out to you and why I'm a fucking idiot. Dude, Wags, stop yelling at me. I'm going through an emotional this time is a moment. right now. I just realized I'm an idiot. You're right. The mom is the fucking movie poster and Peyton is just this little grayscale bitch up (laughs) in the corner. They didn't even want to waste any of their inkjet on Peyton. It's black and white. They're like, give it all to mom. It's mom. Well, she's the star, Elizabeth Rome. With an umlaut, by the way. Yeah. I'm still going to get to the bottom of Fanshawe's last name. I'm going to do that. So are we going to give her... Okay, so the font for revenge porn, it gets a... What? It might be a five. It's really it does a lot of the heavy lifting. You think it's it, you think it's very bad? I see. I keep on getting messed up. I thought because five is the Godfather. Was oh, Godfather one? One. Oh my God! I've been doing it all in reverse. No, no, no. You haven't. You haven't. Oh well, then it's it's a one. I'm sorry. I've been doing. You think this is as good as the Godfather? No, I think it's a two. It's okay. It's like a two. It's pretty good. It's pre- well because a font has to tell a story, and you know it doesn't matter what movie it is. It still has to tell a story. Okay, so Stephen, what is our score for this? Well, um, I missed dialogue, so I think that might be the tiebreaker. Dialogue is three. Oh, shit. It, it, it's a 29. It's a 29. Britney Ever After was 29.5. No. Yeah. Oh. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's not a contest in a bad way. <laughs> These are all good movies. I, I know. I, and Britney I, Ever After... Br- like it brought a lot to the table. Yeah, I'm gonna not lie to you. I wasn't thrilled that Liz and Dick won last season. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled because it's too obvious to me. Well, let me let me tell you something. Maybe if this movie had said "bitches be going down" as the climactic moment, that would have been the 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 decimal, the fraction that could have taken it over. Well, would have been yeah. If what would have been great is quote "bitches are going down" as the revenge porn colon "bitches are going down." <laughs> bitches be. Going Go, down. Bitches be going down. That would have been a really good yeah. title. Well, it, it would have, it would have brought in a whole audience. Yeah. You know, it would have added some subtext. <laughs> Who bitches wants to watch that? Down. That's so scary. Revenge porn. <laughs> <laughs> be, bitches be going down. Um. All right. Well, Ben, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to go over some uh, any sort of trivia or anything like that? Um. Sure. 
I like trivia. I mean, I can maybe read you. They took the message boards off IMDb, which I'm sure you know. Oh, I, 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 that's devastating. Well, I do have this trivia. Elizabeth yes. Rome and Jordel Furland Aubrey were both in Lifetime movie Amber Story 2006. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me trivia. That's going to have to guess. No, no, no. Oh, no. You're just going to tell just gonna me go some, through some, trivia. some good, like, little Easter eggs or, or okay. like, good things to know. Liz- well, they kind of, like, took all that shit away. I know Elizabeth Rome was born in Germany. How about that? You do? Oh, yeah, yeah I knew that. I saw I that, that last night yeah, when yeah, I looked yeah. at her IMDb. <laughs> okay, let's look up. Um, oh, wait. Okay, votes. Okay, so um, people, okay. 33 people gave this movie a 10. God bless. Six people gave this movie a 9. All right. 14 people gave this movie an 8. 26 gave it a 7. 36 gave it a 6. 40 gave it a 5. 32 gave it a 4. 25 gave it a 3. 16 gave it a 2. And 32 gave it a 1. Really across the board on this. Yeah, everyone actually had a pretty firm... like. So was, what is the then the final? It must be like a five. The highest is is ten, but then it's but then also four and one are tied. You know what? I think you see yourself in this movie, and if if it reminds you of the good things, you're gonna give it a ten, and if it takes you to a dark place, you're gonna go to the one. Females age eighteen to twenty nine. On average, gave this movie a six point three. Mm-hmm. Males aged eighteen to twenty nine gave it a four point two. Well, yeah. Um, males aged forty five plus four point five. I'd like to know about Super the males forty five plus who are watching this movie <laughs> and reviewing it and have and have their demo like locked into IMDb. <laughs> I know. Like, what yes. happened to your life, bro? They- <laughs> Like this is like worse than when we went through the Grumpy Cat um, IMD or IMDb message board, and people were like, "Grumpy Cat has a sister. I wonder if Grumpy Cat's sister is okay." <laughs> Steven, yes, I just rem- just had all these flashbacks, like people debating over the merits of Grumpy. <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is wild. It was a really good yeah. one. If you guys haven't heard Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, uh, I suggest you don't watch the movie, but maybe listen to the episode. Um, starring Stephen Ray Morris as my guest. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Ben, where can people find you? Um, I am on Twitter and on Instagram at B-Side Blog. B-S-I-D-E-B-L-O-G because I have a blog called B-Side Blog, but I don't blog on it too much anymore. But you can check that out too if you want. And uh, I'm on the Watch What Crappens podcast, which is on iTunes. The and wildly successful I know. Watch I don't know why Crappens I led with like, my Twitter handle when yeah, I've got my podcast. Thank you. Well, no. You got to get the Twitter followers in on the ground level. Get them on the ground level. Because... Most likely, they're already listening to what Watch What Crappens. They're I hope already so. in in the mix. And if you're not, it's it's a podcast that's all about Bravo TV. So if you watch Real Housewives or Vanderpump Rules or Southern Charm, all that fun stuff. Okay. Okay, Ramona Singer fans. Okay. Wait, can I ask? This will air months after, but can I ask you what you thought of Ramona ignoring her date at her surprise birthday party? I mean. Uh... She should have. There's no reason why he should have been there. He looked exactly like Mario. Exactly like Mario with a little Bill Pullman in there. Yeah. Um, I I, t- I actually told this story on, on Watch of Crappens, but I'll tell it again here in an abbreviated version, which is that I totally empathize with him because okay. when, when I, okay, uh, I'm sorry, I empathize with him. 
But oh my god, you know what I just realized really quickly? What? Your mic is yellow like sunshine. My mic is yellow like sunshine. Sunshine. It makes me so happy. Makes sunshine. Me so happy. Sunshine. Ramona sunshine. loves sunshine. Sunshine. So uh, <laughs> the thing is this. It reminded me of this one time uh, I went on a date with this guy uh, and he was like, yeah, well, I say date with quotes because he was he was a go-go dancer and he was like, yeah, come to MJ's in Silver Lake. I'll be dancing. You should come. I was like, "Okay." MJ's is a hole for anyone. It it actually doesn't even exist anymore. It's it's truly just like nothing. But like that was the one that was like, I'll go to MJ's like if I wanted to be disgusting. Yes, exactly. So I was like, okay, I, I don't know how this works because I didn't really have a lot of self-respect or something. And so I like I found my friend Fernanda and then we went to this bar and he was dancing on a box. And then I was like standing under him sort of with Fernanda because I was like, well, we're sort of on a date. So I want to be nearby, but I don't want to like walk across the bar because then I'm ignoring him. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to get in the way of his tips. And first of all, do you know how hard it is to be on a date with someone when when you're fully clothed and they're not? And they're on up on a box and you're like, you're literally on two different planes. Well, I feel like that's almost like, let's say you're dating like a, a, an improv 201s or, you know, like an improv student, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? And they're like, come see my graduation right. show. Like yeah. you were just like, it's like, you're not supposed to get up on stage. Exactly. Like you're just it's there to weird. witness. Like you're just supposed to, yeah, that's a weird, that's it was, a weird day. It was weird. And the reason why I brought it up is because that's what that guy was going through. He was like, he showed up and he's like, what? And he was thinking to himself, why am I here? Cause that's what I was thinking. I was like, why did I do this? Why am I doing this yes. to myself? And he's like, I should have said rain check. Why did I come to this party? And now I'm standing here. She needs to host. She needs to talk to her friends. I'm I look awkward. I'm on TV looking awkward. And I also got a very vibe from him when she was like, when he was like, so what am I supposed to do? Just chill. I was like, oh, because you're holding. Like, because you have Coke on you and you thought tonight was going to be about eating some sushi rolls and then just doing a shit ton of blowout in New York City together. You and your 60 year old girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) He will never make that mistake again. As I, after that, I was like, I am never going to go on a date with someone when they are working. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good call. <laughs> um, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week. I'm not sure what movie we're doing yet, but always on the Twitter and the website, you should be check the Twitter. Uh, M-M-I-S-W-P, Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. It's the initials. Just look for us. Also, Mother May I Sleep with Podcast.com. Make that something that you check regularly because we update with links and all sorts of stuff. Um, and you can always find me at my other podcast, please advise PLZ advise and also emotionally broken psychos, which is all about reality TV. I'm Molly McAleer in case you missed that for some reason. And I hope you have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, Acast or wherever you're listening to this right now. Want to help support the show? We've got a Patreon for that. Patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P. If you can't donate but still want to help, we always appreciate a five-star review in the iTunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends. You can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer. Hey. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.